Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 527 for January 11, 2020. I'm Chris Privetier, bringing you the week's RPG news, along with co-host Anna Marie Privetier. Hello. Kelly Ryan. Hola. Peter uh, Thomas. I almost said Bonjour. Peter Jackson, but you're not a movie director. I'm not a, ja- a Jackson. <laughs> I'm not Alice part Wil- of the Jackson 5. <laughs> <laughs> And Alice Wilkinson. And my only appearance this year. <laughs> yes. First and only appearance of 2020. You're off to a good start, Alice. Well, I mean, you know, maybe I'll manage to get another appearance in a couple of months or something. Maybe. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. You're at a 50% hit rate, right? We've only had two podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you're maybe, I'll just, maybe I'll just do every other week. There you go. That would still have you at 50%. Yeah. That's a good average. It is. How's everything doing? I think this is where the kids make jokes about some Avengers film I haven't seen. (laughs) Oh, yes. You snap and decide if you're going to be on that week or not? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, sorry. I'm really tired. I didn't get... I woke up really early. Um, Anna got to sleep more than I did, but then she says that she's tired. So we're really both tired. So I don't know what's happening. I'm somewhat sleepy, too. I For some reason, I was dreaming that I had an essay due today. And my brain just could not handle the fact that I needed to apparently write like a 100-word essay for a college professor that I apparently hated in college. Apparently? Yeah, it was, you don't it was a very... It was a very weird dream. <laughs> we have a declared snow emergency through Monday. Yes, we <clears throat> might get anywhere from zero to 85 inches of snow. It might be a beautiful weekend. It might be a snowpocalypse. Wait, zero to 85? No, I'm being sarcastic, Chris. That'd be cool. I could sleep in tomorrow. Meanwhile, in the south, it's 70 degrees and overcast. If you get 85, no. If you get 0.5 inches of snow, things are going to just shut down for you. Yeah, that's that's our snowpocalypse down here. It's like a light dusting. Oh hey, my god, shut it down. Uh, we so need bread and water. Missiles so that's bas- launched. That is the, uh, basically the UK in a nutshell whenever it snows. Mm. It's snowing in Vancouver this weekend. And people, Anna... Mm. People don't understand in the U.S. and other countries that Vancouver doesn't get snow. Vancouver doesn't get snow. Okay. They think, oh, Canada. Yeah, I didn't. In the Isn't six years that I lived there, it snowed once. <laughs> All right. It was cold that year. I had to buy a space heater. <laughs> that was the year it was cold. It got down to 50. <laughs> no, it was closer to 30. It, it did drop below freezing because otherwise, how does it snow? I don't know. It's Canada. You have special technology for that. I see. Yeah. <sighs> hey, folks. All I played this week was some Path of Exile. I built a new computer. Played some benchmarks. Um, did I play anything else, Anna? I can't mm-hmm. think of anything. Free Enterprise? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. so you yeah. and I have both been playing Free Enterprise. So I played Free Enterprise. Anna, I played through Final Fantasy IV without Free Enterprise. Right. You played through Final Fantasy IV Vanilla this week. Yeah, I did a full vanilla playthrough. 
Um, I ended up using the fast forward feature in the emulator because, oh my gosh, is it slow to walk in Final Fantasy IV without any sort of apps <laughs> that enable a run speed? Holy crap. Um, also, the experience gaining in vanilla is very slow. Everything's slow. So my in-game timer was like 20 hours. My out-of-game timer is more like 6 to 7. Um, but I had a lot of fun doing that and reminding myself how that game's supposed to actually work as opposed to how it works in the randomizer. And I'm like... Oh, that's what—that's why that person disappears from there and goes there. Oh, I usually do these things in reverse order from how it works in the game. Oh, that's how that person gets there. Oh, that's what I'm supposed to have there. Oh, you mean there's no way to actually get the adamant armor in game other other than a really rare drop that nobody ever gets, or the um, Artemis bow, or these other things that I'm used to finding in the randomizer. Oh, very interesting. So I learned a lot, and it was fun. Um, I'm thinking about playing through again, but this time doing the... Um, the Quality of life. The collection, actually, um, from uh, uh, what the After Years for PSP. Oh, oh yeah. That, um, that was a great uh, addition. Yeah, I think that that's like the best version of the game thus far. It seems mm-hmm. like it. Yeah, I was reading through all the... There are so many different editions of Final Fantasy IV. Um, do you want to hear about them all? No. Oh, There's okay. a lot. Well, I could tell you about them all, but nobody wants to hear about it. They're they're all fine except for sad. the DS one, which is ugly. Ugly. It's listen, so ugly. Listen, you. And the DS one is ridiculously hard. So okay, there's the the there's the SNES one. Uh-huh. There's Easy Type, where they made some powers of weapons more powerful and yeah, that's and, what the US and got. That's and that the US release is based on Easy Type. Ours is further altered from Easy Type, even. Right. Okay, then we got a PlayStation port. That um, some of the minor tweaks in Easy Type are there, um, but it's like more like Real Type, and that's the version we got on the PlayStation. Um, let's see. Then we had it for the Game Boy Advance. Everyone remember Final Fantasy IV Advance? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You ever remember that crazy um, uh, Final Fantasy IV Micro? That was themed. Yeah, you have yeah. one. Yeah, you it's a Japanese it. only one. I have it. It still works. It just has a little dent in it. <laughs> it looks so cool. All right, so there's that one. That that a lot of people. That's the version they play because it's like the GBA one, right? No, maybe. I think it is. At least it's. Oh wait, I'm thinking of Final Fantasy V. That's the one people they play the GBA version of five. All right, then they went and they made a PSP version. Right? Yep. And that's... Mm-hmm. I'm wrong. That's not what was next. Next was 3D graphics for the DS. Oh, that was so ugly. Right. Yeah. So, But it had Ooh. voice acting. Really good voice acting. And yeah, a but... Whole, a, so not only did the GBA version have a new translation and stuff, and the, like that the, fixed a bunch. The DS version... The DS version had another new translation. Well, and here's <laughs> my favorite part. Is like, all right, so Final Fantasy IV on the Super Nintendo was translated by like one guy in accounting and one guy in programming. That was the two people that translated. And you can tell because there's like two different tones in different parts of the games. Um, and one of them is definitely, was definitely not good at English. That's why you get things like a chew. Um, and then for the GBA version, completely retranslated um, and relocalized. But they kept of, you Spoonie Bard. Yeah, they kept one thing, you Spoonie Bard. But everything else was completely redone. And then for the PSP version... 
they took the Super Nintendo English translation and edited that. Wait, what? <laughs> For which version? For the PSP version. No. Yeah. For Tay and the iOS version, the Final Fantasy IV translation is, let's take the Super Nintendo English version and make it better. Rather than using the retranslated Game Boy Advance version. Right. What is wrong with people? Okay. Well, that gives you more nostalgia that way, I guess. I so that's guess. something. <sighs> oh, I'm also leaving out a Wonderswan color port, but I'm okay with that. Well, that was in there too. All right. It, so then they. It's so, the same as the Game Boy. So we're at the one. DS version, they, and that has voice acting. Do you like the voice acting, at least, Anna? It's fine. It's a different battle system, it's harder. Right? It's I fine. think it's harder. It, it's different, and you have to like worry about other things. Okay, so there's that. Then they ported the original game to Wii Virtual Console. That doesn't really count, right? And then they said, okay, the After Years, and that was going to come out. Wasn't that WiiWare first? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. not even episodic. Oh, my God. <clears throat> WiiWare is completely ignored in this um, Wikipedia article, probably because they didn't know it existed. <laughs> and that makes me so happy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're right. It was episodic. <laughs> yeah, that's totally ignored in this. That's so amazing. Oh, here it is. Yeah. Okay, there it is. Yeah, it was mobile first. It was a... Japanese mobile, so it wasn't even... Japanese mobile. Okay, and then it came... So it was iMode. Hi, Alex. Um, and there was hi... oh. iMode Japanese mobile. Then they do the WiiWare release of that stuff. Then we get the After Years and a port of the original game that wasn't part of the After Years release put together on the PlayStation Portable, and that's when everyone's saying, oh, that's like the best version. So I have never played through that version, and now I might try and do it. The problem is that none of the hacks I know from the original version yeah, work on this. I like the After Years, but I tried replaying it again last year, and the pacing is so bad. Oh, yeah? I've, I've heard some people say that After Years and um, Interlude are kind of like garbage fan fiction. <laughs> I didn't like them at all. Mm-hmm. I, I thought, well, I thought that a lot of the bosses were way too OP and the story just wasn't worth dealing with that kind of crap. The end, at the end of Final Fantasy IV, the moon goes away. Like, literally, that's how that game ends. The moon flies away and your brother telepathically tells you goodbye. That's how Final Fantasy IV ends, if you didn't remember. And it's like, wait, what? I totally forgot that that happened. So now I got really excited to play After Years because it's like, okay, with a moon leaving and possibly coming back, that's some big deal stuff. But um, it doesn't sound like anyone likes the story that much, except Andy no, who loved it. It's, I thought it was boring. and <laughs> oh. I, I really thought that they did uh, Palum and Porum wrong in the story because um, is it Porum is the boy? They make him like really emo and yeah, no, the boy. They yeah. make him like really in- emo and surly, and that's so not how he's a he teenager. Was. They make her like a weird cheerleader. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, they make Porum a weird cheerleader. Yeah, she's perky. Perky. <laughs> There's no voice acting in that one, though, right? No, no, that's so no. Weird. It's just the you I go didn't from like a the voice character. acted 3D version to your next release being 2D without voice acting. I think there's officially too many versions of Final Fantasy IV. And if you want, there are ROM hacks that 
reincorporate a bunch of these translations from these other versions back into the SNES version in different capacities and combinations. And everyone's trying to come up with what they feel is like the best reconstitution of all these retranslations to give you the ultimate original version. Or so, there's one version that's like um, in like the deluxe version of Final Fantasy t- uh, 4 slash 2 US where they try to take a new translation and like buff up the the rebalance things and improve the battle system and stuff. But I think I, I like the ones that are just like new translation and we give you like a run button. <laughs> it's like, all right, cool. <laughs> Maybe fix a couple bugs. All right. Oh. And then I'm an idiot. Cause after I was done playing that uh, original playthrough of final fantasy four, I remembered that the guy who made Free Enterprise also re- made a modded version of Final Fantasy IV, just the original game, that just adds the quality of life improvements from Free Enterprise and leaves everything else the same. And I totally should have played through that version instead. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, Good. I figured you knew about that. <laughs> Good job, Chris. Good job. <laughs> so go me. That's all I got. Anna, how have you been enjoying Free Enterprise this week? Um, Isn't there Free Enterprise news? Yeah, so there's a new tournament coming up. So um, one of the things that they added, and I think I mentioned it briefly last week in the 4.0 version, is they have objectives. And objectives can be kill a boss, recruit a character, um, finish a boss spot, or get an item. And so there's something like 70 objectives in total. So like at the moment, the run that I'm doing, the five things that I need to do is use the Twin Harp at the Cave Magnus, um, use the sand ruby to wake up whoever's sleeping. Defeat the two bosses of the dwarf castle. Find and kill Bale, Pale Dim and recruit Fusoya. You have to kill Bill. Yep. Or kill Pale. Hey, you know what? They did make a 3D version of the After Years After All. It's on Steam. Ooh. It is $15.99. has mixed reviews. It came out in 2015. I wonder if that's the same one that I have on iPad. It's oh, it should be ugly. the same as that, yeah. Yeah, the I, I did always. Sorry, I, I did always find it very odd that there's like 50 billion versions of Final Fantasy four and like one version of six. Technically, right, I'm sorry. I'm reading through like why people don't like the game. Oh, a good 75 percent of the game is exposition. Ooh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, only I, I ran an RPG site that had reviews of this that I could go check. <coughs> oh wait, probably do. Right. Anyway. Oh well, yeah, I yeah. I have that uh, mobile version that I should probably play on my tablet just to see if it's any good. Though I hear people do not like the graphics in that one. Of which one? Final Fantasy VI. Oh, this is neat. Okay, thanks. Our advertiser has a new cookie pop-up overlay thing going on. Yeah, you only need to accept it once and then move on. I know, it's just... I don't remember putting it on the site, so I don't know how... That's been there for ages for me, because I'm in Europe. (laughs) Yeah, so if you're in the U.S., you got one in the last two weeks because of the new California laws. Yeah, yeah, wasn't I've, there, I've been seeing that for over a year. So. There was a discussion in uh, Discord about it. Yeah. Yeah, weren't, weren't people freaking out over it? 
they they felt unsafe. <laughs> I'm like, it's a little dramatic. I feel unsafe. I want to turn all that stuff off and leave it off forever, and I don't know if I'm actually allowed to legally, so I have to think about this. Uh, anyway. What else did you well, I mean, oh, I mean, okay. we uh, we didn't uh, necessarily um, start this podcast with an intention of a full history of Final Fantasy IV ports, but uh, I think I mean, we got there. Yeah, yeah, so yeah I, I feel think, appreciative I think, of that. That's good. Yeah, that's um, good work. Yeah, that's quite us. quite the collection. Good job, guys. <laughs> um, so this week I started playing Final Fantasy VI: Brave New World. Yeah, yay! Um, so I was reading so- about that. Is this more ROM hacks or? Yeah, so this is not a randomizer. All we do is ROM hacks. This now, is Alice. a rebalancing, <laughs> and this is like a, yeah, it's so it retains a the same away story. From total conversion. Yeah, so it retains the same story, and then pretty much nothing else is the same. So everything that was buggy or crappy... Shadow doesn't randomly leave on you anymore. Yeah, anything that was buggy or crappy, didn't work or didn't work well, has all been fixed in this. On top of that... Let's say changed. You might not agree if it's fixed, right? (sighs) The things that were buggy or sucky have been fixed. I like Vanish Doom. (laughs) Does it quote-unquote fix when God Gal... Um, yes and no. So in terms of, so everybody who has a character ability, their character ability has either been corrected or altered. So like, um, there was no point in using Cyan because all of his, um, Bushidos took forever to charge up. Now they take way less time to charge up and you start at level one. So it's a useful real ability now. And they do things that do things now? Yes. Um, you can now suplex everything. I suplexed Not just the train. I suplexed the phantom train. And it gave you an achievement <laughs> unlocked message. It was the best. Achievement oh, unlocked, suplex the train. Yeah, it's there got are some not achievements in the game. Stuff, but it's there yeah, there's no achievements. It's just when you f- suplex the train, it says achievement unlocked, suplex the train. And it's like <laughs> okay. amazing. <laughs> It's a little meme here and there. Yeah. But I love it. Um, so but I love that. Yeah, no, it's um, blitzes have real uses now. Claws all have special effects to them. Um, lock inherently dual wields. Um, Cyan inherently um, double yeah, all the holds weapons. Are yeah. All the characters have uniqueness to them. So you can't equip every Esper on everybody. And um, stat ups that are associated with espers are no longer tied to leveling up. So it's not like you're racing to get to your espers in as little levels as possible anymore. Oh, God. That was the most annoying shit that when was I was but... playing Final Fantasy VI. Yeah. So, um, and also, the espers are specific to certain characters now. Okay. Hmm. And so every character has a role that they can fulfill. And most of them have multiple roles. Most of them have two to four roles that they potentially can fulfill. And you're kind of expected to specialize into one of them. Ah. Um, no more tents. No tents, no cabins. Um, there are save points that restore your hit points and mana. But beyond that, it's about resource management. Every enemy now has its own set of um, enemy scripts, so they don't just stand there and fight you until they die. Um, and so the cool thing that I think is sort of interesting is every encounter matters now because um, 
the enemies have a a broad variety of scripts. So for example, if you have a group that has a bear in it and the bear is the last thing standing, it switches to a completely different set of attacks. Um, the rhinos that you meet outside of the village of South Velt, if you leave them by themselves, they earthquake and they will one hit KO you. So you have Ouch. to make sure you kill them first inside of a group. So it, all of the fights are meaningful. Oh, and they instituted a, a minimum 10 step cooldown between each fight. So I was like, I'm going up the, the mountain where Vargas is. And I'm like, man, the encounter rate's so much lower here. It's fantastic. I'm not getting attacked every three steps. So, yeah, I, it's a lot of good changes so far. In terms of Gao, what they did is he had 255 rages. 50 of them were bugged, but 150 of them were useless. And you could only learn them on the Velt. So what they've done is they've reduced it down to 64. You can learn them anywhere. And they all have a use now. Hmm. Um, they've also retranslated the game, which I'm sort of neither here nor there about because much like a lot of people that are going for a quote unquote pure translation, they use a lot of swearing. Um, have they done any tweaking to the opera scene with the translation? No idea. I haven't gotten there yet. Okay. You, you'll have to tell me because I played a more quote-unquote accurate translation a long time ago and it kind of completely screwed up the opera scene and it pissed me off yeah i mean it's kind of one of those things where it's like whether the opera scene is well translated or not you kind of just have to leave it alone yeah it's, well, it's changing it you spoony bard and son of a submariner you, you don't change those well it it messes up the lyrics if you try to translate it more accurately and the whole point is that it's supposed to match the lyrics so. Um, what do you mean? Pa match which lyrics? The flow the, of the song. Right. Yeah. So, but what's in the game by default doesn't match the flow of the song either. It kind of does. They do. Hey, have, there is we've seen version. it performed live. Yeah. It, it and works. That's different. For, yeah. They change the lyrics for that performance. Barely. Having's, having done a recording of that live version for the 100th episode of this show that we're recording right now, I can tell you they changed the lyrics. I know because I compared both and made a decision about which version to sing. <laughs> well, the, now, the one so that I'm I played... What they should go with is the one that they're performing live now. And put well, that in your translation, go forward, and it should work out just okay. Oh, as long as it works, it's fine. The version I played, they like clearly did not intend to uh, preserve the... I don't know how to put it, the melody of the song and how it kind of flows. If that makes any sense. Yeah. It does make sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If they make it so that it doesn't match the song melody that is in the game, then that's dumb. You can't. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'll have to check this out. It sounds, it sounds pretty amazing. And I've played that game so many times that it'll be nice to. Uh... I've never finished Final Fantasy VI, So this is kind of my opportunity to do so. And yet you have a husband whose nickname is Sobbin. Yeah. Oh, disappoint. Yeah, yeah I already um, downloaded it. I was very curious about it. I, I mean, I I'm in the same boat. I, I've gotten very far in 6, but never actually beaten it. And I feel like I'd enjoy this more. I didn't know until I think I started dating Chris that you can save Sid. Yeah, he I did. He died for me like every time I played. 
feels Sid like died for you were your playing sons. It like Persona and using die for me. What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, you can save Sid in the world of ruin. Final Fantasy VI spoilers. You feed him more active fish. You can also lose him. Spoilers. It can go either way. Really? What? It can be a little RNG. Ah, okay. Um, if you're playing on an emulator, I recommend at least save stating at that spot. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, and then I, I started playing Atelier Ryza, which I got for Christmas, and I'm very happy about it, and it's fun. And I go out and I gain ingredients, and then I come back home and I alchemy, and at some point I should probably advance the plot. Yay. <laughs> I've been playing this game for like six hours, and I think I've done four plot points. <laughs> <laughs> That game's good. It's addictive. Uh, that's what I've been playing. That's what Chris has been playing. Kelly, what have you been playing? I have a question for the chat in the meantime. They need to tell me if they can no longer hear us. I guess they can't hear me ask that if they can no longer hear us, can they? I was right. wondering what that doot 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 was. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, I'm messing with settings because they're complaining we're getting double. Yeah, no, yeah, I just turned the volume on on Twitch and yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing? Okay. Now oh, now it's an echo with me. Is the echo. Okay, cool. I don't know what that's from. All right, cool. Thank Let you. Let me know when I can start talking about no, what I've been playing. you can start talking now. Okay. Because this uh, isn't going to affect the recording. I, um... I wish Josh was here because I wanted to talk with him about Zwei because I I finished the game. Um, I didn't 100% it necessarily, but I kind of did everything I could do in one playthrough. Um, there is a bit in the arena that, uh, oh, what is it? it? You get, there's an arena and you fight this uh, kind of superhero guy that's been your trainer the whole time. And you get an item that lets you fight uh, or challenge better versions of or more difficult versions of the dungeons. And that's how you kind of level um, get the money that you need to uh, get the rest of the gear and to level up to at least level 30, which is the what the game kind of wants you to be when you finish the game. And I was curious if Josh got that far. Because he said that he didn't really um, do a lot of the side stuff, like the arena and stuff like that, and I did. And uh, doing the harder versions of the dungeons is kind of fun because, you know, everything drops so much more food and money and stuff like that. And um, eventually you can, like, challenge level 99 versions of the dungeons in that game, which I did did once and then kind of wanted to finish the game. But, um, yeah, I, I, I guess what I'm trying to say at the end of the day is that I really enjoyed Zwei. Um, really fun Falcom, Falcom, uh, action RPG. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I wish Josh was here so that I could bounce, uh, stuff because obviously you guys haven't played it so you have no idea what i'm talking about but not if, a clue if, if if it's on a steam sale you really need to pick up that game chris because it's really fun i mean you you like yeast don't you i haven't played them oh well never mind haven't, you played um, some ease haven't you anna yeah but i'm not interested in why oh okay. Uh, okay well um 
aside from that, I'm doing more research for RPG Backtrack, so I booted up Dragon Quest Monsters, the very, very first game in the series. And you can definitely tell that that was Enix trying to cash in on that Pokemon craze back in the 90s. Because, whew, the very bare-bones kind of Pokemon clone. Um, but it reminds me a little bit more of um, Shimagami Tensei than Pokemon. Because... Um, you know, instead of just catching them and raising them, you actually catch them and breed them together to get different monsters, just like Shimigami Tensei. And that Game Boy game was just a very, very basic game. Um, I had only booted it up just to test it out, and then I ended up getting hooked. And you're, the whole point is that you're trying to win a tournament for a king for some reason, and I don't remember why. And I am on, like, the A rank of the tournament, and you have to get to S rank before you can um, take on the final boss. And the difficulty kind of spikes really bad once you start hitting uh, B rank. So I'm trying to get through that so that I can play uh, Dragon Quest Monsters 2. Um, and that was one of the ones that they had split into two games like a Pokemon game, so I'm really curious about that. And then, what was the last thing that I said I was playing? I can't remember. I've been kind of all over the place. Oh, yeah, I um, booted up the Dragon Quest, uh, or no, the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon remastered demo. Yeah, so we'll talk about this during the news, but they announced that they're remaking the first game, the first Mystery Dungeon game that was originally split between the GBA and the DS. Yeah, um, one of the first differences that they did that I really appreciate is that they have the quiz at the beginning, like the original game, and then they reveal your Pokemon, and they're like, is this what you want? And I said, no, I want to be a Skitty. Yep. So I'm Yeah, skitty. so that's something they added to the later games, and I think that it's very popular. Yeah, because um, I answered the quiz honestly, and I got a Cubone. And it's like, I don't want to be a Cubone. Cubones are boring and whiny. I'd rather be a cute little Skitty. Cubone bone. And then they... Um, take you through like the basic tutorial and three of the opening dungeons and then they're like well you can still run around the town but you can't do any dungeons anymore and it's like oh okay i thought that you was gonna like at least let me have access to one dungeon just to kind of run around and explore and make you know maybe have a level cap in or something but no i guess i'll just run around the town yeah, but the the art style that they went with for this one is really cute. It's kind of a storybook art style, and um, it also has some quality of, of life improvements. Like it, um, if you press the L button, it lets you auto explore, and it basically autopilots you to the nearest treasure. And if you encounter an enemy, it immediately it immediately turns off the autopilot. So you're no longer just kind of running around blindly in the dungeons looking for stuff. It'll, like, basically kind of explore the dungeon for you, which I don't know if that would appeal to some people or not. It, it sound, The way I'm describing it makes it sound lame, but given mystery, mystery dungeon titles and how repetitive they are, it's actually kind of a nice feature, cool. if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does make sense. So um, I don't know if that's going to be a day one purchase or not for me because what does it come out like next month? March. Anna won't March. even play the demo because she knows it's such a. Why would I play purchase. the demo? I know I'm going to play it. Yeah. The uh, save data carries over. Okay. 
so that you can, you know, at least skip the tutorial. Yeah, you've done that before, Emma. Yeah, but I'm going to have to do the tutorial either way. Why? I'd, I'd rather get it. it. No. I'd rather get it out of the way. You can't skip it. You either have to yeah, do it I'm in the demo. Yeah, but you've other games uh, to get a jump on them. Yeah, when I'm not sure or when I'm like super duper, I need to play this right now. And I am neither of those things with the Mystery what? Dungeon game. Why not? Because I have about 8 trillion other things to play at the moment. You always have that. Come on. It doesn't <sighs> take you that long to finish games. You finish, you'll finish. you finish 7 of them today. <laughs> only if and they're free I, Enterprise I, runs. And I'm, I'm annoyed because this is the only Mystery Dungeon game I've beaten. And I can't, I've never been able to get into the other ones. And I want them to remake the other ones with quality of life features. So that I can finish the other ones. So I want this game to do well so that they'll remake the ones that I haven't finished. Or they'll and make a new one. My hope is, is I'm really hoping this does well so that we see a much faster adoption of the Etrian Odyssey games onto Switch. Yes. Yeah, because... Wait, Spike, this is Spike Chunsoft, right? Yes. I thought Spike, Spike Chunsoft... Spike Chunsoft is Mystery Dungeon. Okay. Atlas is, Atlas is Etrian. Yeah. That's what Etrian, I thought. Etrian Mystery Dungeon is like Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. It's a spin-off between... Or it's a crossover between X and the Mystery Dungeon series. Yeah. Which is why I was confused. I mean, I would love to see an Etrian Mystery Dungeon. Because Atlas Switch. won't do a game if they don't think it'll sell well. Yeah, but Etrian's different to Mystery Dungeon. Ish. They just had a crossover. Well, yeah, it's it's more like well, it's more like it than Pokemon. I'll give you that much. Sure. But, but yeah, it's still different companies. It is, but I mean, if the Mystery Dungeon series remake sells well, then it's motivation for Atlas to make another Etrian Odyssey because the format works. The stuff that they do different is the stuff that they were going to have problems with either way like map drawing. Ah. Uh, yeah, yes. But but Mystery Dungeon games auto-generate the map. Correct. Okay. I, I don't... I don't... See, I mean, I kind of see where you're going, but I kind of don't. But that's okay. I'm crazy. Carry on. I, 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 I know. Can confirm. But, yes. But, but yeah, I... With that coming out in March, with so much other stuff coming out in March, I almost want to wait for it to go on sale, though. Yeah, but it's a first-party Nintendo game. Oh, so it's never going to go on sale. I mean, it, I'm impressed with the fact that Mario and Sonic is on sale right now. I'm kind of thinking about picking it up. And they were releasing it at 60 bucks. Yep. Oh. See, they, you would think that they would put that one at a cheaper price, like at 40 you or know. something. <laughs> Oh, I, Mystery no, I mean, I, I laugh because they could put it at 60 bucks and keep it at 60 bucks because it'll sell. I, I know it's just uh, that game seems kind of, I don't know, not as dense compared to other games because Mystery Dungeon. Fair. I, I don't think that the first one was that long at all. No, it was more grindy than long. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, it might... There's a chance it could go on sale. I mean, Nintendo had that big sale. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm more likely to believe it'll go go on sale down the line than I was 
before the last six months when Nintendo's had like several larger sales mm-hmm. on their first party stuff. Because like, when did first party Wii and Wii U stuff go on sale? Never. <clears throat> Except as a greatest hits title, but even then, I don't think Pokemon games end no. up as greatest hits. Yeah, Pokemon so. games are never greatest hits. So, we'll so see. yeah, I, I guess we will see. Um, I, I really enjoyed like the hour that I played with it, though. I just wish that it would have been longer. <laughs> but I digress. That that's all I've really played this week and watching the Witcher TV series. Cool. All right. So that leaves us with multiple takes yet to come from Alex. You haven't been here for a while, right? What's going well, on? Yeah, but that's because you went here for a while. We haven't <laughs> been here for a while. <laughs> yeah. What do you got, Alex? You played something. Yeah. I played some stuff. I didn't play. I didn't actually play that much over the Christmas <sighs> break. Because you were playing hockey, was, right? Oh, right. No, I didn't. No, there's a Christmas break for hockey as well. But oh. I was just, I was just more taking a break from, well, more serious gaming. I still played the occasional thing, but yeah, I wasn't trying to complete anything or anything like that. But I did complete uh, Everreach Project Eden. That game's not good. No, not really. But it's it's less annoying than it could have been, at least. I'll give it that much. Ooh, and, faint praise. Well, yeah, it is. Uh, faint praise. But it's it's basically, it's basically a third-person shooter with really poor shooting mechanics. What? <laughs> this is our main yeah. selling point of the game. It's not very good. Yeah, it's got a vaguely interesting story, but yeah, it just about manages to hold up for six hours and then, yeah, kind of done with it and... Yeah, move on. You you might get like one or two evenings and semi enjoyment from it. Certainly, if you sort of like like seeing how sort of games don't really work because there's a few, there's a couple like that that sort of are enjoyable just for their badness and it almost fits into that. Hmm. But yeah, not not that interesting. I did I did catch up on the uh, Shadowbringers. What number are you on now? 4.1 or 5.1? Sure. 5.1. 5.1, yeah. I caught, I caught up on the 5.1 patch, except for the near Automata raid. I haven't done that one yet, but I did catch you, up on it. You, you, really, you really should. It's very good. Yeah. I, I did manage to do the all the Eden stuff, so I finished that bit off, and that's next on the list. So what if I haven't played near Automata? Or Automata... I don't Why? think it matters. No, if I haven't played near Automata, should I play that raid? Yeah, or sure. Why not? Yeah, yeah, I don't think it matters at all. Yeah. <laughs> From what I could tell. Okay. Well, I, I saw the intro scene and that didn't. What if I'm gonna play near okay. later because everyone says I should? Yeah, I think you can get away with it. Okay. Uh, Emperor Mythos in the chat says you should stop this podcast and go play nearer first. <laughs> oh, the Emperor has spoken. Okay. Well, uh, see, see, you, see you in a week, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Actually, that'll, I suggest that for podcast title. Chris should play Near Automata. Chris should play Near. Yeah. I'll write I'm it down. There. Go. It is, it is a true statement. So. But yeah, I no, need to but, play that too. But yeah, no, I really, I really actually enjoyed all the all the Eden fights. Are great fun, especially the the sort of twists they do on some of the older. They gave, they gave yeah. Titan a quad bike. Yeah, oh yeah, and they gave Titan a quad bike. It's I think so I only good. died four times in that one. Oh, only four times. Yes. I'm sorry. Hold on. The first one. Wait, what? They'd... Wait, what? What are you talking about now? The Eden Raid series. Yeah, it's got basically versions of some of the older primal fights that are just vamped up. And, Did they yeah, find t- a way to vamp up the Titan battle theme even higher? Yes. Oh, wow. I have to go do that. That's my favorite part of that theme is when the butt rock kicks in. Oh, it's not butt rock anymore. It's like... um, The way I think I described it at one point, it's like if the original theme and like 90s era Prodigy had like some kind of bastard love child. Okay. Oh, oh, Chris, why you gotta do the BR word in front of me? I thought that was... (laughs) Isn't that dubstep, Alice? Uh, it's not that du- well, mm, <laughs> one. Not, not quite. <laughs> it's not quite dubstepy, but it is very electronic. Okay, all right. I'm even more excited. Thank you. Yeah. I'll have. I'll link. I can link you the theme if you like. Gosh, I want a dubstep fourteen boss theme now. <laughs> Actually, I think there's some good ones in Alexander that are close to that. I yeah, well, no, that knowing the amount of genres I get through, it'll come up soon enough. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my Final Fantasy XIV subscription, of which I haven't played in months, auto-renewed on me at the yeah, six-month level. Yeah, mine, mine does that. <laughs> so I feel so stupid. I better get back into that game and play it. <laughs> All right. What else did you play, Alex? Anything else? Uh, I did pick up AO Tennis 2 yesterday, just because it intrigues me. AA and Tennis 2? AO Tennis, which is actually short for Australian Open Tennis. Oh, not adult-only tennis? Okay. No, it's not. Right. Or Alcohol Anonymous Tennis. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, no it, is just, it is just normal tennis. But yeah, What, bam. you mean there's, there's no, like, super moves or anything like that? God, how boring. No. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm one of those crazy people who plays the actual sports sim games, though. So. But yeah, no, it's it's pretty solid. I haven't actually played tennis since I was sixteen, so <laughs> it's interesting to get back into. And other than that, I've almost finished the Ace Attorney trilogy. Now I'm on the final case of the third game, so like the final case in the collection. Hmm. Good job. Again. Yeah. Played it before, I assume. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it does help a bit if you played it before on some of those. Yeah, they uh, Ugh. yeah, the original games they have issues with uh, expectations sometimes. Yeah, there's a couple of things that don't quite follow, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's still a lot of fun, and yeah. I enjoy all the snarky comments of doing things wrong. Still, so it is still it's still a game of lots of reloading just saying what is the stupidest starts I can give oh I'm going to press that just to see what happens and it's usually worth it yep alrighty 
Alice, long time no see. What have you been up to? Lots oh, of Gundam boy. games and delivering of missiles? I mean, since I was last on the cast, I've obviously been putting a lot of time into various things. So trying to pick some stuff out was mostly just like, what have I been playing very recently? Okay. You know, given how long I since when did I last turn up? Was it I sometime in remember. December or something? Oh, I can I find out, but that requires effort. Yeah, no, screw that. Um, <laughs> yeah, there is a new Gundam game out. There's um, always I, a new Gundam game out. Ah, yeah, but secret. this one, this one is uh, unique in it the fact that it's on Steam. Uh, okay. I know, I know, right? Uh, yeah. So. I mean, because the SD Gundam series has, or G-Generation has been around for a while, because I remember talking about it like one of the first times I was on this cast, back mm-hmm. when the game was on, like, the PS2. Japan-only PS2 at that. Um, I know the previous game in the series got a South Asia uh, English release, but only on PS4. Uh, and then this one, uh, so SD Gundam G Generation Cross Race, for those keeping track at home, um, is came out on PS4, but it also came out internationally on PC. You can go to Steam right now and buy it, which is incredibly weird because it's another one of those games that I'd never expected to come out uh, either on PC or outside of Japan. But there you go. Um I know I've talked about SD Gundam. Ooh, I can get uh, a season pass for it. Okay. I think I actually did buy that. But <laughs> Yeah, they just they just announced the DLC, I think. And some of the DLC's already out. Um, this came so out in November. I'm... After Genesis, four new worlds will cross. SD Gundam, gener- that was so fast I couldn't even read it. Okay. There's a lot of Gundams fighting each other, and they're all super deformed. Yay. Um, so the, the the specific gimmick of this one is so Genesis, the previous game, uh, very much focused on a Universal Century. So anyone who watched the original series, Zeta Gundam, Double Zeta, and all of that jazz, uh, that was your home. You know, uh, if you like Unicorn, also just I, I've never I've never been a particularly big UC purist amongst Gundam fans, so it's not my thing. Um, Crossrays incorporates four of the more recent universe series that they've done um so after colony which is gundam wing you might remember from the tsunami days yep i like um, how that's recent that's like 20 plus years old isn't it <laughs> i oh i know i know when i say more recent it's more recent than 1979 okay so then i have to ask you is my favorite gundam in there which one g gundam nope oh the other, so it's it's after Colony, uh, Cosmic Era, which is Gundam Seed and all of its related properties, um, Anno Domini, which is Gundam Double O, and Post Disaster, which is Iron Blooded Orphans, which is only a few years I don't old. Think I've now. heard of so, any so you, of these. So you can at least be Gundam. Yes. Yes. You can. Uh, how have you, how, have, how <laughs> have you not heard of like? I don't know, Gundam Seed or something. That's oh, thing Seed I've heard of. Sorry, I, yeah. I misheard what you said. I heard well, Seed. Well, the thing, because the, the thing about Seed is um, there are only two anime series, and one of them was shite. Um, I haven't watched it, any of Seed. I just heard the name. Yeah, okay. Um, Gundam like, Jesus. Like, Gundam <laughs> Seed itself was 
kind of like a semi reimagining of the original series. And when I like to say it's modern, I do realize that Seed came out in like 2004 or something. So Mm -hmm. it's still 16 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they came out with a sequel series called Seed Destiny and everyone hated it. Okay. Um, But uh, what the uh, G-Generation series tends to do is it also tends to draw from kind of more unknown like manga and side stories and stuff like that. So... While there are only two anime series that it draws inspiration from, um, there are like somewhere between six and eight other manga series that it uses for characters and mecha. Yeah, it lists 15 things that are called Mobile Suit Gundam Seed that it takes stuff from. Yep. (laughs) Because there's uh, been a bunch of like side story and manga and whatnot that have been basically carrying Cosmic Era ever since Seed Destiny killed the anime off. It's uh, it's quite genuinely quite impressive. Um, the uh, the stage structure, while it's not like the sort of crossover madness that previous games in the series have been, um, it is kind of very. Um, each stage in the game is very kind of faithful to the original anime series, so you can kind of get like a condensed version of watching the series just by playing through it. Really, oh good. And the same, and the same is true for the the side stories, a number of which have you know never been localized outside of like fan translations and stuff like that. So, um, if you like the more recent Gundams, and I know there are people who don't, I know there are UC purists out there who absolutely hate everything released after the year 1981. Um, <laughs> you know, you're not going to find anything that you like here. But I mean, hell, I'm not even the biggest fan of Iron Blooded Orphans. Um, but you know, it's got some nice mecha in it. I mean, I can say the same thing about Seed Destiny. The anime series sucked, but, I mean, at least the robots were cool. There's a lot of words going on here that I don't understand. You really yeah. don't need to. Okay. I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to put together another five-hour podcast to explain all okay. this at some point. Um, please, no? I, I, don't tempt me. I mean, I could I could talk your ears off for longer, but I've been playing other things as well. All right, what else um, have you been playing? So I've been playing Toho Lunar Nights, uh, which is something I only picked up after I saw it on the um, the schedule for ADGQ. Um, and I was like, I you know, I went and looked it up, and I'm like, hey, this looks neat. It's got overwhelmingly positive reviews on Steam. I'll pick it up. Um, it is basically a Castlevania Symphony of the Night clone, but with Toho characters. And so, remind me, Toho is a long-running series where they just rent out the characters and people can kind of do whatever game they want around them? Um, so, well, the main series is a, uh, a very long-running series of shmups. Um, and the creator has a very open... Um, I, I don't actually know how the licensing agreements work, but, he, you know, he's pretty much fine with people making fan games and you know pr- uh, monetizing them um and there's a lot of toho games out there that are not done by the original creator there are a lot all of which have their like their own uh genres their own interpretation of the characters different slightly different artwork it's kind of ridiculous um Luna Knights is um it is castlevania it's a castlevania clone and it's a lot of fun because the main character, the character that you play as, um, Sakuya, uh, 
is a maid who can stop time and throw knives. This might sound familiar if you've played anything to do Cold with Steel? JoJo's. Biz- I was going to say JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but oh. <laughs> um, so there is a, a like a, a time stop mechanic um, which comes into play pretty pretty quickly, and you'll need it to survive the boss fights. Um, but there are also uh, like puzzles and stuff like that that involve using the time stop abilities. Uh, there are things that only move when time is stopped, and there is other stuff that does different things when time is stopped. And uh, yeah, it's so it's it's Castlevania plus knife throwing plus time stop. Okay, looks uh, cool. Uh, yeah, it, it's got good music as well. Um, the other stuff I've been playing, um, now this is pretty much thanks to my lovely husband who bought me some stuff for Christmas. Um, I've had a, an HTC Vive for quite some time. Um, and I think it's kind of really starting to, there are some, some pretty interesting games coming out for VR, um, that I've you know been able to try out now, uh, Blade and Sorcery, which is one of them. Um, that's been, it's been in early access for quite a while, but it's kind of like that realistic medieval combat simulator thing. Um, although you say realistic medieval combat simulator, uh, the, the, the thing there is it kind of shipped with some, uh, robust modding support and everyone has been throwing things into it, which are decidedly not realistic or medieval, um, including, lightsabers firearms i'm pretty sure i saw the infinity gauntlet um you know it 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 basically it's like a almost like a playground to fight people in vr um but the more interesting one of the two uh is a game called boneworks um which is more it's it's actually got like a single player it's story driven um there is it's kind of like trying to bring in like a kind of realistic physics model to a VR game. Um, and what this does mean is that at one point that I did spend some time basically doing monkey bars in real life to climb up something. Yeah. That tied me out quite quickly. <laughs> Because oh. it, it, it's part of the game's tutorial is um, like a teaching you how to climb stuff. And the, if you've got the two controllers with the, um, so the grip switch and the trigger um, kind of controls different part of, of the left and right hand. Mm-hmm. Um, so in this one, you have to like reach up with the controller and then grab. So you pull the grip and the trigger and then that latches you onto a surface and then you can do the same with another one against the next bar. And then you could sort of just do this kind of wheeling your hand, wheeling your arms motion with the controllers to, you know, climb up this set of monkey bars or whatever, or um, scale a fence. Um, uh, but you also have to, uh, similar to a couple of other games with VR, you have to handle weapons in the correct way. Um, so you have to, like, pick up a magazine in one hand, pick, take the gun with the other, and you know, reload it and pull the. I've forgotten the thing. The, the thing trigger? you pull when, you... no, not the trigger. That's that's fairly straightforward. Um, you have to pull the thing to load the uh, new magazine in. I can't remember what it's called. For oh, the thing. Yeah, yeah, and um... you have to even do it. You have to do it with pistols as well. So you, there you are with your, 
you're, you're trying to reload a gun quickly and you've got to pull the magazine in, put it into the gun, pull it, pull it back, and then you can start shooting. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, if, I if the odds, like this would get tiring. Yeah, it, it's, I mean, it's the reason why people play Beat Saber to do cardio exercise, because it's actually kind of surprisingly, um, it, it feels a lot different from just using WASD in a mouse to play games. Um, when you actually have to like hold up both controllers, move around, do action, you know, like move your body in order to do things like climb objects and stuff like that. And even just the case of like swinging controllers around just to reload weapons. Um, it's like, it's almost like if the Wii motion controls were good. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> um, I mean, I think, to be honest, I think the fidelity on them is better than, say, for example, the Switch controllers. But that's probably because this is, you know, like a however much pounds piece of kit with two base stations doing, you know, real-time tracking of a headset. Um, if you're not into VR, this isn't going to be, like, it'll look interesting, but this probably isn't going to be the thing that sells you on it. Um, but I think David was interested in um, potentially playing itself since we have family sharing on our Steam libraries. Um, and he is actually pretty interested in the upcoming Half-Life Alex, which comes out in March, I think. Um, yeah, another is, March game. Yeah, which is a full VR game. Um, and... It's not okay. It's not Half Life Three. It's probably closer to Half Life One Point Five. But um, it seems interesting from the trailers, and kind of Boneworks sort of feels like the some of the same concepts in that you know that it's kind of this idea that the player model does actually like occupy space, and you can I don't know hit things in VR and wave wave your arms around and actually accomplish something. So. I'm not going to sell VR to, to anyone who, um, you know, isn't interested in it because, you know, you, you've made your opinions and that's fine. Um, it took a lot to kind of get me into the whole VR thing as well. Um, but I am enjoying it. It's it's quite a lot of fun. But, yeah, it is tiring. Um, you can't do it all the time. Um, it's not it's not for long gaming sessions. If, and especially if you can't handle how the... Um, how the headset works in terms of uh, having two screens like close to your eyes like that, then you're not going to find any enjoyment here. But if you have a VR headset already, um, then those two games, Boneworks and Blade and Sorcery, might be worth a look. And I've been playing a bunch of other stuff, but you know uh, it's probably way too numerous to go into. Manifold game collection of Alice. I mean, yeah, I have like a thousand games in my Steam library at this point. Yeah. Who doesn't? People at work, actually. Apparently, I'm. <laughs> apparently, I'm the uh, the outlier at my work. Like we did the we we had a we have a chat room that we're all in. So somebody posted the what's the value of your Steam collection link one day, and uh, yeah, orders of magnitude difference between me and everyone else. <laughs> I felt ashamed. <laughs> Very ashamed. Cute. I don't think mine's that high. 
But uh, yeah, if you if you want to feel better or worse about yourself, do that comparison with your coworkers. And <laughs> see where you fall. If you're the kind of person uh, listening I, to our show, you probably fall on the high end. <laughs> I uh, I politely decline. <laughs> okay. Uh, Peter, have you talked about your games? Nah, I have not. Well, that dovetails perfectly because you've also been doing an exercise game. I have been. Um, also, I, I wanted to uh, piggyback a little off of uh, Alice's comments as well. If you have VR, I, I'm still 100% a firm encourager of um, Arizona Sunshine. I have played that quite a bit in uh, VR arcades because I'm too poor to own my own. And uh, they it's a phenomenal game. If you like zombie-style games and you enjoy VR, as Alice had said... And don't have problems with you know headsets or whatever. Um, yeah, Arizona Sunshine's phenomenal. But I have been paying, uh, playing rather uh, Ring Fit Adventure. Uh, I have decided that that was going to be uh, something I try and do on a fairly regular basis and uh, see if I can keep up with it. So the easiest times for me to play are really the weekends, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, the weekdays are just a little too packed with everything that goes on, and and so far so good. Um, I've I've done it since I started. Um, it's really hard. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, I, I've seen I've seen a couple of streamers play it, and yeah, it look, does look like hard work. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I used to go to the gym a lot, and then um, I started uh, falling out of it myself. And then when my son was born, uh, it was just like not even an option. So. Um, going to the gym has been not a thing for me for a little over two years. So I am, I'm way out of shape at this point, um, compared to what I was anyways. And so, you know, the first couple of exercises they give you are, uh, core related and, um, like legs. And I think that's like, there's one maybe back exercise or something like that. So your legs and your core, are the big ones, and they also happen to be the hardest ones to deal with um, whenever you're doing any kind of exercises. So after the first day, my legs felt like jello. I was okay. just like, I, they tried to, um, they have this one where you sit down on the ground and crunch your legs back and forth. I forget what they even call it. And I tried to stand up and nearly fell into my coffee table because <laughs> I was just like, I can't feel my legs. Help. Yeah, my legs were jelly when I first uh, started up that game. Yeah. Or started playing that. I need to get back to that game really bad. Yeah, so my stints have been about 20 minutes so far. Uh, the first time it was because I literally just, I had to stop. I'm like, there's no way I can do another squat without just falling on my ass and not getting up again. Um, the second time, I actually could have went a little longer, but um, my son started getting a little upset. He did not like all the movement and stuff and didn't like being involved and, you know, noticed me senpai. So, <laughs> um, so I had to stop on that one, but... Uh, I, I love the progression of it. I really do. I actually forgot that it was an RPG. Um, so like as I'm playing, I'm like running around and I'm, you know, frolicking through all the little greeneries and picking up coins and all this stuff that, that you have, they have you do. And then there's this little creature that runs into it and I'm like, oh, hey, it's a battle. I'm like, that's fun. So um, I really enjoyed uh, the the way that they structured this. Um 
you know, it's it's built like a uh, an RPG that you were exploring, and I almost wish that there were more games like it. Um, I feel like I would love doing this with like Persona or something, just dungeon crawling, and then using you know various uh, physical movements to be able to battle you know the creatures in front of me. And so, like, if they use Mudo on you, you just die. Yeah, just right on the spot, <laughs> yeah. you have a heart attack. <laughs> the end. Um. No, it's just like it's just a really cool mechanic. Um, I like I said, I've always been really into quirky games like this, and when they're done well, uh, it's easy to ignore the fact that you're exercising and actually enjoy the game. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the exercising piece is more like a, a side effect of it. So I, I think I'm I'm at the boss of World Two. So I've basically been doing or trying to do a world per run. Um, so the first time I did world one and this time I almost got through world two before, you know, baby decided to, uh, tell me to stop. But, um, I, I think I'm going to try and do world three today and then four on Sunday and we'll see how that works out. But, um, already noticing a difference. I mean, between the first time I went and this time, my squats don't feel like death anymore. And, um, I think I'm getting the hang of some of the, some of the stuff I've never really done when I worked out, you know, at the gym, I usually like lift weights or, or run on a treadmill. So there's um, a few things that I have to uh, really get the posture right. I sit with terrible posture, so my back is like the biggest thing I've really got to watch. Um, yeah, I'm just really bad with with keeping form with a lot of these things, especially those yoga poses. But yeah, that's oh, good. Oh, someone didn't we fit. <laughs> I'm gonna say, d- did you have the walking and chewing gum issues that I was having with trying to suck things in with the ring and jump and all of that? No, actually, I, I'm pretty okay with that. Um, I've gotten a, a pretty decent stride where, you know, I'm blowing air when it needs and sucking in coins when I need them, and then the jumps are fine. Um, I think the thing I did notice is that I am. I don't always see the tree trunks as they're mm-hmm. coming up, which is probably more of a like a testament. The tree trunks. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I don't know. It's it's strange. So I'll be running, and you know the area that I was in your has arms like are so small now they block your view. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. My chest is kind of rising up above, but uh, yeah, I just uh, I'll run into a tree trunk, and that kind of kills the momentum a little bit. Um, but I do like the the difference between. Um, you know, your typical jogging pace and then like climbing steps or wading through water, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the doing the high step kind of thing really uh, helps differentiate between the two. But I just hate doing them. I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, this is this is actually going to kill me. I'm going to die. And have you been doing the warm up and cool down, too? I do. Yeah. OK. Because I found that that helps um, you be less sore a lot. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, I, I'm a, I was a bit of a fitness buff before, so I've got uh-huh. some other stuff that I take that helps with soreness and things like that, your recovery. So CBD uh, oils to supplies are fully stocked? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, no, it's like a lot of amino stuff that I drink and things like that, so I kind of have a little you edge like, up. have dinosaurs from Jurassic Park. Um, nope, not nope. those either. Oh, no, okay, all right. <laughs> the aminos, they need the, they need the amino acids or whatever. 
Yeah, that's that's the premise. Yeah. So I'm actually part dinosaur. I don't know if I ever told Oh, told shoot. You. I yeah. knew it. Yep. When you ate my lawyer, I had that's why my That's why my skin looks weird and uh, I don't have I don't weird. have a real last name. <laughs> also, I always slice your hand off whenever I shake your hand. And you use they them pro, uh, pronouns? I use the T Rex pronouns. <laughs> Those are the T Rex pronouns. Don't you follow <laughs> Sue the T Rex on Twitter? Oh, here I don't. Go. You no, need I, to follow I, Sue the no, T Rex on no, Twitter. No, he doesn't. No, yeah, they don't. Yes. You totally do. I'm gonna do it right now. Sue the T Rex. Yes. Okay. They are amazing. Um, yeah, I will go ahead and do that. And then the other game, uh, I'm still playing through persona although this week was a little slow um it's been busy i think i told you guys i don't remember if it was on podcast or off but we're car shopping so um uh, we've been spending a lot fit the babu seat into i've heard you should yeah. just use carfax and get the carfax please <laughs> she, <laughs> she drives a <laughs> nissan Sentra right now and it's just it's a f- okay car but hers happens to be a pos so mm. Um, outside of, of that and being small. Yes, yes, that's definitely what POS stands mm-hmm. for. Thank you, point Chris. Point of sale. Yep. Yes, it's a point of sale purchase. Mm-hmm. Um, I We just decided it's probably time. Um, so we started looking at like small new age soccer mom vehicles. The, you know, new the SUVs. age. So they're full yes. of crystals and stuff? What does that mean? No, so old age soccer mom is, is usually a minivan. Okay. That's what it says. And new age is an SUV? New age is an SUV, yep. Okay. Yep, Same so, chassis, just a different top, right? Yeah, pretty much. Unless you get a crossover. See, it, oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. It's funny because um, the the father of the best man at our wedding is the freight manager at our local dealership. So we just go straight to him when we need a new car. And he pretty much just custom orders it for us. And we've got our new car probably coming next week. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. This is what I know. If we got rid of dealership laws, this is how car buying would be. Yeah. (sighs) I'm so frustrated. Okay. Yeah, it's that's what we're doing. We're waiting through the BS. The first guy tried to sell us a vehicle at like a way a a really bad price. I mean, it was horrible. Um. So yeah, we're we're in the thick of that. But one of the things I didn't mention about Persona. last week that I forgot to talk about was uh, how bad the difficulty jumps are between the gates. I completely forgot about that. And I had gotten to a gate after the podcast ended yes or last weekend. And um, it's like you could be just fine in the, the set of floors before. And it doesn't even have to be a block change. It's just, you know, between gates. Uh, but afterwards, you jump past the gate and go to the next area and those critters are just wickedly hard um you know the difference being like being able to rush through a battle with the you know the automatic rush feature that they have in there too if you do that you'll probably end up dying so that's been uh, a little tough but i am on block three i can't remember if i mentioned that or not um i don't remember the names because the names are all really weird but um, I'm yeah I'm block three and it's about floor eighty five, so getting there. Slowly making progress. What is there like two fifty, or something? I can't remember. It's been a while. 
I don't remember either. Somebody's told me before, but yeah, yeah, somewhere in the mid two hundreds. So I'm what a little over a fifth of the way there, almost fourth. I and that's it. Think that's everybody's now playing. Woo! Yep. All right. Good job, everyone. Feedback. Feedback. We made it. Bobby Watson wrote in. Well, so- hang on. Oh. I had to bring forward the question because oh. someone filled out the feedback and forgot oh. to put that part. What was the best oh, memory? Sorry. Of, best it's gaming fine. memory of the last decade, 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 decade. Regarding the Steam set-top box somebody brought up during the show, there is now a Steam Link app you can install on a Raspberry Pi and use that to stream Steam and non-Steam games from your gaming PC to your TV. I've tried it, and it works very well on a wired network. Not so much on Wi-Fi. Pair that with a retro gaming OS like RetroPie, a media center app, Cody, and a significant amount of time spent on Google figuring out how to configure all of that, and you can have a nice little box that plays movies, Steam games, and Final Fantasy IV Free Enterprise all in one tiny box you can control with a wireless controller. So you have one of these, but it's not a Raspberry. You have a little spider. It's just that you're thinking a little po- the metal post that just keep it off the floor. Yeah. yeah. So um, he has like this teeny tiny motherboard and it's got little legs on it. I know. What is it? It's not mine is what it is. I don't care about that part. What is it called? Uh, the. Um, uh, really? Okay. Chris has a spider. It has no, ROMs it's on it. It's, a, it's the thing. It's from the... Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Victor writes in... i tell you what it is. And it's says, the, my best gaming memory of the decade. It's an Odroid. It's an Odroid. Uh, <laughs> Don't make that noise. <laughs> Rip X-U4. all the headphone ears. Odroid-XU4. And it's borrowed from a work co-worker and he doesn't want it back because he has a better thing he's got like the nvidia thing which is like way faster the shield no he's got the the faster thing from odroid which is like four times as fast as this thing he won't let me borrow that (laughs) (laughs) he's using it that's the one i actually use you can't have that the h2 i think um it costs way more i was under the impression that you could only really put like one os per sd card on raspberry pi that is a true statement so what they are doing is taking one OS um, and putting multiple applications on it. Okay. Yeah, because it's okay. I'll run Linux. So if you if you do your things right, you can install the other apps onto the Linux from like your base OS. So in this case, it sounds like they're using the RetroPie OS, um, throwing Kodi as an application on there, and um, <clears throat> the Steam Link app, and figuring out how to make it all launch everything else. Because my my Raspberry Pi hackertude is very limited, so I might have to get smarter people than me to do that kind of setup. Yeah, I use Laka L A K K A um, uh-huh. TV as my as the thing I put on it, and that just does emulation stuff, and it's not really yeah. built to interact with other things, and I'm happy with that. But yeah, all all I really correct. Care. If you put in a lot of effort, you can make it all go on that little box. Yeah, it's just that, that that's a lot of effort. And or you could just hook up a cable to your PC. And since I've got most of the mini consoles, I kind of prefer the mini consoles for the emulation now anyway. So well, as long as I got the game yeah. you want, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
All right. Victor's gaming memory yep. is completing their 36th and final World of Warcraft Legion Mage Tower Challenge on the very last day the challenge was available. Wow. What? We, we either time that or wait to the last second, whichever it is. Also, they did 36 of them. I couldn't even do one of them. <laughs> no, nope. I, I didn't even do one either because I'm shit. <laughs> I I am I main hunter, which is easy mode, and even I couldn't do We're that. We're gonna have crap. to put an explicit warning on this podcast. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Um, Victor also says I spent the afternoon farming the field medic title, which was also one day from being gone away forever, and I still wear that field title proudly on my death line, because if there's one class you want to dress your bleeding wounds amid the thick of battle, it's definitely the unholy, disease-ridden death knight. Um, you know, speaking of WoW memories, my memory of the decade was um, every morning before I started RPG Cast, or every Saturday morning, my husband and I would go get Dunkin' Donuts and then do old raids together, trying to get transmog stuff, and ended nice. up getting the Ulduar meta achievement for that one rusted proto Drake. Nice. I have that on which a was character I don't play anymore. Yeah, which which was really fun. I, I miss getting to do that with him Saturday mornings. Sorry. Why don't you keep doing it? Because she does I've this got, instead. Because I've got other oh. uh, prior engagements. I thought you meant literally like in the hours before RPG cast. Oh. Uh, no, because that's when I need to sleep. I'm sorry. We broke your life. It, it's okay. We kind of ran out of stuff to do anyway. Oh, okay, good. We're better then. Playtime. Right. Platty. Playtime. P-L-A-T-Y-M-E. That is totally hacker speak for playtime. It's P-L-A-T-T-Y-M-E. M3. Whatever. Yeah. It's That's playtime. not playtime. There's no there's not two Ys in there. It's a long A. I'd have to go with 120 plus hours of fantasy life, not being one for action RPGs, and starting to get into Rune Factory because of the Harvest Moon aspects, I found myself enthralled by a game that seemed like Rune Factory minus the Harvest Moon aspects. 100%ed the game, then got a hu the huge DLC expansion and almost finished all that except for two jobs. For a turn-based combat fan, that game took me by surprise and kept me enthralled for months. That game was really good. Did we ever get the sequel? No. It's a phone game. Oh. Um, we're getting Snack World, okay, which is kind of the spiritual successor. Mm -hmm. and that's a Switch game coming out. And Alex, you remember when Snack World's coming out? April. Uh, was it? Did it get date? I thought it was just this year. Oh, um, it's up for pre-order in a bunch of places. Snack <laughs> World Switch. <laughs> Snack World: The Dungeon Crawl Gold. Oh no! Um, sorry. February 14th, 2020. I lied. Apparently so. it's almost time in WoW to get your Vulpixes and go kill ends off with them. Yes, I'm leveling my uh, Volpera this week. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Starberry Eggs writes in and says, there's so many memories, although to narrow it down, I'll pick hearing Bravely Default music for the first time. While there are amazing moments in Bravely Default itself and Bravely Second, I think the music is exquisite. It also introduced me to my current favorite band, Sound Horizon. Was well, the guy who did the music for that the, in that band or something? Well, he's, he's the main guy behind it. He writes all the music. And okay. Cool. Therefore, yeah, I knew Sound Horizon before Bravely Default, but yeah, it's still awesome. Sound Horizon. 
I'm gonna load that up, listen to it later. Um, <sighs> ooh, I I have a good one. What? Um, so back when I was raiding in Wrath of the Lich King, I I was in like a hardcore raiding guild, and they were doing um three Drake. Whatever. Oh yeah, that one guy that super hard. Has, yeah, you're supposed to kill all the drakes around the outside, and then do the yeah, boss. So. But it's more challenging oh, if you don't do those. And the funny thing is, is I actually wasn't supposed to be in the raid that night. I'm not even supposed to be here. Um, <laughs> but the the um, the boomkin had a conniption fit and pieced out. So they were like, "Well, you're not really geared for this, but come anyways." And we did it and downed it for the first time and I ended up getting like almost every single piece of gear. Because everyone had something better. <laughs> yeah. This is that hardcore raiding guild. And I got um See, a it big was that bag. story that made me excited to want to join it and do stuff with her. That was a mistake. Yeah, sorry. It's your fault. And now that is like stupid easy to do. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't stupid easy at the time. And the guy who peaced out was really mad at me. And um, was super salty about it because not only did I get a whole bunch of gear, but I got the the big bag that that encounter dropped. And mm -hmm. I guess they didn't have that particular bag. So I didn't get the mount until many, many moons later. But I think it went to our guildmaster. Yeah. And uh, if you're wondering who gets mad over a bag in an MMO, that tells you. You know, if you see people do that, maybe you need to not be in that guild. <laughs> Look, the warning signs were there. I just wasn't aware of them. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, I mean, backspace was pretty tough back then. Oh, boy. It was, just not proportionally to the level that this person made it seem like. <laughs> Running my first raid in vanilla. That's a good memory. Although that wasn't in the last decade. That would have been earlier than that. Gosh. Yeah, my, my original memory was the first time I spent the night at um, my husband's then boyfriend's at the time, and we stayed up all night playing uh, Geometry Wars 2, but that was nice. 2009. So, Gosh, I just have lots of good gaming memories. Being almost in a, Getting an exhibitor badge at E3 for the first time. Ooh, yeah. that was that was fun. This that was this decade. decade. Wasn't it? That yeah. was this decade, yeah. Um. Joining up with you guys on the podcast, that's a pretty good thing. How about you, Peter? Um, you know, I thought about this when we asked it last week. I don't know that there's like when uh, you started um, podcasting with us. Yeah, I mean that's always gonna be uh -huh, a bonus. Uh -huh. I I would probably say this was of the decade, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the I mean the coolest experience, and I swear to God, this is I mean, this is not like a, a suck up moment at all. When some scrub community manager showed up at your screen. <laughs> yeah. no. no, it was it was that whole that whole thing that led me to get to um be able to go to E3 for the first time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was that whole that that was like one of the high, top highlights of of streaming all time. Like hands down. Um, streaming has been a very big up and down thing. I did enjoy it. Sometimes I hated it, but that was that was one of my better memories. So uh, I tried to think of anything else that was like get back less... to doing it and finish your punch out run. Come on. There's a lot of things I need to do. <laughs> Chris, I can't buy more time on eBay. <laughs> You're not looking with the right vendors then. Come on. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> but yeah, that was by far it. So yeah, um, 
this this wonderful community manager now now I'm sucking up uh, <laughs> uh, came to my stream and hung out while I played uh, Tree of Tranquility and listened to more dare dares than she could possibly imagine. Dare um, And then at the end of the stream uh, was uh, said that I was able to be invited to E3 as a uh, Natsume VIP guest, which was awesome. And Drizzt and I both went to LA to hang out at E3 and it was phenomenal. We gave CC hugs every day. Yay. I I made it a point. I was like, that's like the start of the day. We wake up, we go hug CC, we do our thing. (laughs) So yeah, it was a lot of fun. How about, how about you, Alex? Do you have a memory of the last decade? Good gaming memory, memorable gaming memory. Um, I mean, there's sort of, bits of specific games that I played. I mean, I remember sort of Xenoblade Chronicles sort of the end of that opening little bit. How long have you Probably, been with the site? Uh, also, yeah, also technically I started reading RP Gamer in 2010. There you go. That's a good so, one. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, Chris. Yeah. No. That is not in the last decade. <laughs> July 17th, 2011. Dear Chris, thanks for your recent letter. I can see why you want to see games like Xenoblade, The Last Story, or Pandora's Tower released here in the Americas. But at this game, at this time, we have no new information to offer or announcements to make regarding these games. I realize this is disappointing, but your comments have been documented and made made available for other departments to hear to use as they see fit. What the heck is he reading? We appreciate hearing what our consumers find important. Sincerely, Nintendo of America... Sissy Barner, customer service representative. All right, it's so we're, we're going to blow Peter's mind because we're going to introduce him to Operation Rainfall. That's Operation Rainfalls. <laughs> That's the yeah. uh, letter you get back if you did it. Actually, even better, I think Seeing the Big Chronicles released in Europe on my birthday. So I got to. There you go. So, so Peter, yeah. about a decade ago, there were three really high quality JRPGs that mm-hmm. it looked like they may not come out in North America or Europe. Okay. And so this website got together a letter writing campaign called Operation Which, Rainfall. Actually, in- Rainfall I, I came, remember that. came after the European announcement was made. Right. So but there was no think, North well, American specific- announcement. Yeah, it was specifically directed at Nintendo of America because Nintendo of Europe was actually doing it at the time. Mm-hmm. So in retrospect, all of these games were already in negotiation or planned for launch. But no one knew that at the time. And nobody okay. would say anything or answer any questions about it. Right. And so the three games were Xeno, Wii, um, and then... Yes, Seems some... like Chronicles, The Last Story, and Pandora's Tower, which is a bit of a... Right, I remember that. Yeah. They're not all the best games, but, you know... No, I there were so the few JRPGs on the Wii that people <laughs> were thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and The Last Story was uh, Sakaguchi, so... Pandora's Tower wasn't bad. It wasn't I mean, good yeah, either. It had a game-breaking bug in it. Yeah, yeah, I encountered that bug. You could send your game to X8 and they'd send you a better one. Or they would put a save <laughs> file. A better game than, uh, than Pandora's Tower? They're just like, <laughs> hey, here's a different game. You'll no, like I think better. they'd send you a patch version. Or you could send a memory card and they'd send back a memory card that had a patched file on it. I can't remember. There was some sort of weird workaround that they had to do because this was before the age of digital distribution. Mm-hmm. 
It's crazy how fast that happened. Operation Rainfall is at AGDQ this week. So they pivoted into a a news website. And, Mm. uh, yeah. Also, have you seen this logo? Anybody at home? It's something they're printing one of as giving away as a prize, but it's the goose from the goose game stealing Link's sword. Aw, that is cute. All right, anyway. Yeah, so that's what Opera Rainfall is doing now. They're a new site. Um, yeah, so they do a lot of interviews. They they try to do more in-depth content. Yeah. So, yeah, they run around E3 doing interviews and stuff and try to follow up on, hey, this person used to get credited a lot in video games but isn't credited anymore. What happened to them? Um, which is much better than the letter-writing campaign, <laughs> I'll be honest. Okay. Uh, Alice, do you have gaming got? memories in the last decade? Good gaming memory in the last decade? I mean, hmm. Weren't you on the I council mean, I, for Eve, or was that this decade? No, I was never on the um, CSM. Um, I was in the uh, volunteer program, but that was before 2010. Okay. Um, I mean, for me, yeah, I mean... Being a part of RP Gamer is pretty important to me, given Aww. that I did eventually come to uh, Canada in 2012. Yeah, that was awesome. So I got to meet, I got to meet a lot of people there, and you know, I'd I'd like to do it again sometime. Yeah, you have to come to the states to see me now. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's uh, the problem. Um, but I have that. a I have a friend who lives in um, Virginia, just across the. Um, just across the river from Washington, D.C. No, that's D. not C. close to, to Wisconsin. No, Anna. I know it's not no, close I'm to telling Wisconsin. Anna. I'm telling Anna. <laughs> she doesn't know. But, um, you know, if I w- wanted to go to America, I'd have to, you know, put time in so I could see everyone who I wanted to see. You know, the um, answer is Chris and I are just going to move back to Vancouver, and then it'll be much easier to see us. I never lived in Vancouver. I can't move I'm back. moving back. You're just coming along for the ride. I think you're leaving me is what I'm being told. No. Oh, You can no. come with me or you could stay. <laughs> That's an ultimatum, Mana. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no. What have I started? Um, <laughs> no, no. You haven't started anything. Don't worry. See, I honestly thought that if there was going to be an RP gamer meetup, that like my neck of the woods would make the most sense, since I'm like literally in the exact middle of uh, the United States. Yeah, but that also means you're somewhere no one wants to go. Ooh, <laughs> well, that's I'm telling you, this is why conferences never happen in the middle of the country because nobody wants to go there. It's not because oh, it doesn't man. make sense. That hurt my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, is Pennsylvania wow. in the middle of the country? No, no, I just it, like that was such a that was such a deep cut that hurt my feelings. Like, and I don't even live anywhere <laughs> near there. Nobody wants to go there. to Madison either. Well, <laughs> Nobody wants to come here. I, I know someone who's not getting my fried chicken if he visits. Ooh, <laughs> I ain't getting any chicken. You hooped, Chris. <laughs> At least you, I got. Chi- oh, I don't. Got no, chicken. you're not Leeward Jenkins. You're not getting my chicken. No chicken for me. If I if I wanted to focus on something specifically gaming related, um, the re-release of Final Fantasy fourteen into a good game. Uh, that was, I was this that decade. Was, yep, that's a good pick. Jeez, that's like that's a big one. Yeah, but I mean, if you think about it, I I mean, you know, I I feel like the game does kind of mean a lot to me, given that you know I have a Final Fantasy fourteen yeah. tattoo at this point. I mean, the release of one point was last decade. 
Oh, wait, was it? I yeah, thought it blowing it September up was this decade, though. Huh. Oh, well, I stand corrected. End of 14, yeah. 1.0. No, I'm looking for the Realm Reborn release date. Yeah, so, so if, if 1.0 was within a... Yeah. Was 1.0 within was the, the decade, then 2.0 was, too, yep. so... It's yeah, 2.0 was 2013. Yep. Yeah. There we go. Good job, 14. You did good. I even got to go to a... Uh, I actually went to one of the fan festivals as well. You went to a cafe. Did I? Didn't you? No. Oh, I thought you went to Japan and went to the F14 cafe. Oh yeah, no, I went. Yeah, I went to uh, the the cafe in Japan. Told but you. I also, I went to the um, I went to the fan festival that was hosted in London. Mm -hmm. uh, it was one of the pre Heavenswood, um, fan festivals. The OG fan fest. Yeah, that was good. Is that all of our memories? Yeah, I, I said one last week, and I can't remember what it is. So. <laughs> uh, there was also when Portrait of Ruin came out for the DS, when um, my, no, wait, no, it was one of the Pokemons where my husband and I just kind of stayed in bed all day and played Pokemon and watched Shrek movies, and that was a good time. That's a good memory. Yeah. We do that a lot when Pokemon games come out. <laughs> Unfortunately, I do need to head off because I've all got right. dinner. All right. Bye-bye. See you, Alice. Thank all right. But, uh, Bye, it was Alice. great. Great to see you all again. Yes. And hopefully I'll be around next week. Yeah, anytime. Me too. All so right. That's a good sign to transition to news. Beep, 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 beep. So we're doing a little bit of a catch up here because it's been about three weeks since we talked about the news. But there still actually hasn't been a ton. I think that means I need to do an old timey news voice. No. Legend of Heroes, Hajimiro no Kiseki announced Crossbell Saga heads to PS4. Right, so... What does that mean? Um, all right, so in the Trails of series, so Trails in the Sky, Trails of Cold Steel, between those two series are two Crossbell games. Crossbell is a province inside of the world that gets referenced heavily in all of the other games because yeah, of politics. It, well, yeah, it, well, it comes up big in Cold Steel just because it's basically located between Erebonia and the country next to it. So, yeah. so the thing is, is um, the two Crossbell games never were officially localized because one of them was PSP and one of them was PC, but in China only. So it's like, if you want to um, play no, these... They're, they're, yeah, they're both PSP. Okay. But one of them also has a PC release, but that mm -hmm. was also only like Southeast Asia. So if you wanted to play these games, you had to wait for the fan translation or you could play them with a spreadsheet. Um, and there was no real good legal way to acquire these particular titles. Now they're they're being remade, up up made for the PS4. Yeah, remastered. Yep. Um, other news that we got about potential remakes and wait, this one wait, wait. isn't Are coming, they coming out. out here. No news yet. Way also, too early. Yeah. Falcom also announced the next entry in the series, which is the first part, which is Hajimari no Kiseki, which is basically the first part after the Crossbell Saga. But not... Oh, what? I'm confused. I thought that yeah. was so the you Cold have Steel Saga. Trails. No, not Crossbell, Cold Steel Saga, sorry. Ah, uh, right. Yes. So, so, yeah. you have so this... after Cold Steel 4, you okay. get Hajimari no Kiseki. Yeah. And there's spoilers by looking at screenshots, apparently, so I can't look at screenshots. Yes. 
Um, other remakes that were discussed over the holidays, but it turns out we're not getting them, is um, there's a guy at uh, Bamco who originally made the Xenosaga games, and people are like, how come you're not making Xenosaga? No, he's actually the guy who made, makes Tekken, but he's Actually, I thought he was involved like, with the original Xenosaga games. Uh, Harada might have been, but his, his main, his was, main place game is the Tekken Anyways, guy. He's a Mamco guy. He said, yeah, we've considered it, but um, we think that it would flop in the current market. They did a so market analysis, it. and it didn't pass, so they never they never moved forward with it. Yeah, and so it's interesting because... But that was not recent. They did that a while ago. A while right? ago. So, <laughs> so, I mean, maybe they'll revisit it based off of user uh, feedback, right, but I'm right. not really holding my breath. So, Anna, you, you, I'd imagine that you understand that market analysis stuff being in PR. Can you explain that? Because I didn't really understand what, understood what that meant. Uh, so, I mean, Natsume does this when they consider, you know, what are we going to release a game, what platform on and stuff like that. Right. right. So this is just a form of that. Kind of. The problem is, is every company kind of has their own, what does a market analysis look like? Um, but it is basically... Um, a plus B must equal must be equal to or greater to C, which is okay. development costs plus marketing, or must be less than or equal to C. So development costs, including marketing, um, must be less than the amount that they're going to sell. And how people determine how much a game is going to sell is a complex formula that literally everybody that I've ever it's worked with has a different made one. It's more or less made up. It's just every it company makes it up differently. Yes. And so, and they, okay. they go by whatever they found to be the best strategy with the most accuracy is the method they like to use. And then they look at those numbers and say, yeah, let's try this. Or, um, yeah, this would work, but we just don't have any interest in it. Or, yeah, this won't work, and even though we're interested in it, um, we're just not going to do it because it might kill our company, you know, and and so on. Yeah, so that's, not a, that's not a gaming thing. That's a yeah. company thing. Right, like, and I mean, here's marketing. the thing is, is way more games fail a market analysis than ever come, actually come out. Because, yeah. like, Natsume went to um, a game company and said, hey, we would like your take on how much it would cost to make these two types of games. And they gave them a quote and not to me did a market analysis. And one of them was an absolute dead. No. Okay. I, I, that term just seemed, seemed weird to me and I wanted you to could just substitute. Better. We don't think it would make money. <laughs> Yeah. When you see failed market analysis. But I mean, it's more than just, hey, can we do a Xenobot, Xenosaga remake? Eh, I don't know. Or I don't think it'll Square make Enix, We don't think it'd make enough money. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> so, and I mean, the interesting thing is, is most companies will do a fairly extensive GDD game design document before mm-hmm. they will do a market analysis. So the idea that, that, this failed market analysis means a fair amount of thought was put into it. This was a serious consideration. Somebody worked on this, probably more than one person. Okay. Thank you for elaborating. Anna, what's Mysterious Saga? I don't know. It sounds like a Chemco game. Oh, no. It's a a game made by the original creator of Fire Emblem. Oh, so you should be interested, Anna. No. Why? Why? Doesn't this use their Fire Emblem engine? No, it uses the well. It uses a sort of maker 
studio thing. Yeah, it's like an RPG maker, but it's for it's tactical like RPGs. Something, that? yeah. Um, it looks. It looks like Fire Emblem. Very it looks basic. Like GameCube era Fire Emblem yeah, with two D sprites. So basic. It's oh come on, don't well, be a snob. And here's the thing: is is one, this game is out now. First of all, this and came two, out in 2016 in Japan, and it's out now here. And it's a, a what? It's episodic. It's episodic. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe I'll be interested if more than one episode comes out. Maybe I'll be interested if people tell oh, you... Oh, I don't know if it... Listen, snobby lady. You liked mercenary sagas, and that's garbage looking. Chris, what the heck? you just talked over Alex. Oh, sorry, Alex. Go ahead. I was going to say, I'm not sure if it's episodic or it's just a first game in the planned series. It's hard to tell. Okay, the trailer that was in this story kind of seemed to imply that it was episodic. Oh, this looks yeah. real basic. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure if it's episodic or it's just planned to follow it up with more games later. But okay. I, I like the I like the the marketing copy here. A classically styled RPG. In other words, we had no budget for art assets. <laughs> <laughs> they don't say that, but you can kind of infer it. From well, what I don't seeing. know. I. I... I hate to make that presumption because good pixel artwork can it's, cost just as much course. or even more than bad yeah, 3D artwork. Right, right, right. But I'm I have a feeling a lot of the default assets were used or you know they didn't go super but super fancy with the custom assets if that's what they are. So this this next <laughs> Based story on the look. But I think this is worth trying. Anna, what's wrong with this? You play it. I'm more interested in the next game. But it's a Fire Emblem game. That's your thing. You, you're you mad because it has no Persona elements. What? No, I don't care. Yeah, you need Persona in your Fire Emblem now. You're <laughs> spoiled. Fire Emblem. <laughs> so this next game is really interesting to me. Only because I've been watching what? people lose this their absolute minds over this. All right. So years and years ago... um. Probably last decade. Wait, wait. Um, a bunch of people came forward and said, "Hey, we're making Mother Four, the unofficial sequel to the Mother th- to the Mother series." That must have got cease and desist. It did, and they officially <laughs> announced, "Hey, guys, we got DNC'd, but we're going to still make the game." The and Democratic then, National Convention. D and seed. Oh, d- ceased. Oh, cease and desist. Yeah, C and deed. Sorry. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Dilettage and curiage. Yes. <laughs> Um, see indeed. Okay. And they were like, it's okay, guys. We're still going to put out the game. Watch this space. And I don't remember how long it's been since that happened, but all of a sudden it's, Hey guys, we're back. It, this is the game formerly known as mother four. And now we're calling it oddity. It's a good name. And people were like, Oh my God, I'm so excited. I thought this game was dead. La, la, la. It's like, um, guys, they said they were going to release it. Why is everybody yeah, but, surprised? Well, that come going on. To release yeah, how many it? times you heard that? How yeah. many times you kickstarted a game, given them money and they can't even finish the darn oh, thing. God. So I'm, I'm with them. It's nice to see somebody actually finish a project, um, after going dark for a while. Right. And wow, this looks like earthbound. Yeah. Holy crap. So I'm not interested in the game. I'm just interested in the reaction. I don't know why happened. you're not interested. This looks great. what you mean. I didn't like Earthbound. <laughs> oh, but I, this I am isn't mildly Earthbound. curious. Maybe you'll like this. What's wrong with the look of this, Anna? You just said it looks like Earthbound. Yeah. If I don't like Earthbound, but you don't like Earthbound because you were wrong, and now you're older and more mature, and you can be right. I didn't play Earthbound until I was an adult, and I didn't like it. <laughs> okay. I got nothing. One of you guys help me. 
The uh, the battle is interesting in this. I'm curious about it because it takes place in the 70s. So we will learn more soon. So stay tuned to RP Gamer for all your RPG news. And speaking of RPG news, uh, we have two uh, RPGs that are um, Wait, when do, movies. when can I play this? Uh, I don't think they gave a date. Maybe this uh, year, I think, is what they said. Or now are we at the five-year stre- uh, stretch of now we've announced our indie game that's actually <laughs> happening for real. We need to get final funding and PR I think it's, it's, it's out soon, TM. Oh, no. That's like... <laughs> yeah, that's it's, like a, out it's soon, a we'll too, release you know? it when it's ready. Oh, man. So moving on. Nino Cooney and Dragon Quest Your Story movies are both coming to Netflix. Okay. Um, Aren't they not good though? Um, is this, depends should on I, who should you Should I expect ask. the level of quality I got from that Bleach live action movie? I loved that, that movie. Was, it was okay, Anna. I loved that movie. You did not love that movie. I I actually want to go back and watch that oh, again. You're wrong. Um. Anyways, uh, the both uh, <laughs> games, uh, both both games, both. Videos are going to have English dubs. Oh, they are? Yes. Okay. Oh, we think. I mean, I there's the English Kuni, voice Nino acting Kuni's, in the Nino yeah, Kuni trailer. Nino Kuni's pretty much confirmed because, yeah, English trailer. But... The trailer that played by default was Japanese on my account, so I don't Nino know. Nino Kuni looks good, though. I can't wait for Dragon it's Quest. It's its own story, right? It's not one of the other there... Nino Kunis. Is uh, Ghibli no, doing the original. whole thing? No, Ghibli is not doing it. I know. Okay. Well, know. they did really well with matching the style pretty close. At least from what to, little right? I can see there. They've got Joe Hisashi doing music, so maybe it is Ghibli. I have to check on that yeah. more. Yeah, I'm curious, because I, I, if it's not him, whoever did it is like, they're really, really good with matching it. And I you won't have think, to wait long to find out. I don't think it's Ghibli, because it's level 5, and level 5 has... Is generally quite protective of their their stuff. Well, yeah, the only thing I'm seeing on the Ghibli website says well. Studio Ghibli animator Yoshiyuki Mamose from Spirited Away directs this enchanting film. Yeah, but I, yeah, that's as Ghibli as you can get without being Ghibli. Yeah, you've got Hisashi, you've got the director. Like, you're pretty much there. Yeah, <laughs> they helped yeah. with the original oh, it, vision it's, for this uh, thing. I wear them. It's what. OLM, OLM, Oriental Light and Magic is the studio. Okay. Interesting. Which, yeah, they've done a bunch of stuff. They used to, they do actually do Pokemon series. So there you go. You have <laughs> his, but but with a lot of elements you're used to in a Ghibli film. So that that should at least look and sound pretty neat, if nothing else. And then yeah, they also do all the uh, level five animes. So like um, Inazuma Eleven and, and uh, Inazuma Eleven and White Knight Story. I don't think they gave that an anime. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Good. Anyways, you won't have to wait long for Nino Kuni. It's coming to Netflix January 16th. And Dragon Quest Your Story is eh, whatever. It's only <laughs> a little over an hour. This anime. This movie. It's an hour and six minutes. So I don't know what's up with that. But all right. Ludorari Ramomono Duology is coming out on PC. So, Alex, can you explain what this is for the plebs like me? What, the series or No, story? what's the duology? It's just the duology games. is Mask of Deception and Mask of Truth, which are the games released in 2017 on 
PS4 and Vita. Are they changing them at all for this release? No, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure they the developers are basically buying and I no, it wasn't announced, it was Atlas's Atlas's localizations. Oh, okay. Are these good games, Alex? I really liked them, but you have to half TRPG, half visual novel, aren't they? Yeah. You, you have to have you, a lot you, of patience you, with both sections. I'm seeing yeah. a lot of hypersexualized females. Yeah, it's a little bit of that. Yeah, a little bit of that. Alright. Got it. And then we Anna, had a what happened with Pokemon? Oh man. <laughs> what <laughs> oh, what Kelly. did you do? Oh Kelly. Yeah. Well, first off, that tease at the beginning with Mystery Dungeon, because it's like, oh, 2006, that was when um Diamond and Pearl came out. Oh, Mystery Dungeon. <laughs> I, everybody, I, I will take a Mystery Dungeon did. remake over a Diamond and Pearl remake any Who day. It's a Diamond and Pearl remake. You're wrong. Oh, um, I, I that said, Diamond and if it's a remake, Pearl. it could be good. So what do I know? So, and then, oh man, the spicy takes on this. They announced an expansion pack for Pokemon Sword and Pokemon oh, Shield. Boy. And it sounds like you need to buy the expansion pack separately for each game. Of course. Correct. Because no, it's one expansion games. pass it's that one. gets you both. No, yeah. you get both packs, but they're for you. There are two packs per game. Oh yeah, no, I see what so, you mean. Now. Yeah. yeah, you still have to yeah. buy it twice per yeah. game yeah. if you bought yes. both games. So be which careful. Is expected. It's just, I I don't know what people want. Like, of course you're gonna have to do that. You you had to buy both games too. You were already paying twice. Like, why do you think the expansion packs can apply apply to each? <laughs> but okay. Yeah, so there's two areas that they've explicitly um, called out, and it sounds like there is more coming in the future, potentially. And so these new areas have, uh, between the two of them, it's 200-plus returning Pokemon. New um, Gigantamax raids. Um, The three starters are getting unique Gigantamax forms. Because they didn't have them before. Um, Tellyon's getting a freaking gun. Yeah, what's up with that? Anna said I'm wrong. I, I so quoted this Twitter. It's not a. It's not a gun. It's not a gun. It's his, it's, it's, a it's his gun. finger, and then he puts a harpoon on the end of his finger. It still looks like he's in a freaking sniper tower. Oh yeah, yeah, right. totally. It's amazing. I love how like Bondish this is, James Bondish. Yeah, I was like, wait, Bondish. Um, the other thing that cracked me up was that Rollaboom is getting like a full drum kit, and I said, "Oh well, that appropriately means my uh, my Rollaboom, which is named after Neil Pert from R. Rush. It, it looks really cool." And then oh, Neil Pert, I Neil am Pert so sorry, Kelly. <laughs> yes. Neil Pert passed away this week from cancer. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah, brain cancer. Oh, Anna, they're up. They've got the Windfish statue available now. Well, then go donate. I have donate. to go donate. But oh, my God. Awesome Games Done Quick is going on right now. It's going to end um, probably right around the time this podcast is available. So but, we that's why oh, we didn't mention it. Oh, the salty takes on Twitter. It's like, oh, I can't my believe goodness. What do people I can't want? They're, taking out, they're never I can't, happy. I can't, I can't believe they're taking out Pokemon and selling them back to us, except that they're going to be available in a free update. You just can't go catch them, but you can still get them via trade. But Kelly, I don't want to pay $40 for a Nidoran. <laughs> that would, I, oh man, I, the, the spicy I, takes. 
my favorite is there's like this image wandering around that's like Game Freak prior to, you know, 2020 and then Game Freak and they've added EA's logo Ugh. inside of the Game Freak logo and it's got Sword and Shield. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, this is the most revisionist history that I've ever seen. How angry I, were people that they remade Alpha Sapphire and uh, Sapphire and Ruby instead of making a new game? But that's up top. How mad were people that they made Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon? But that's up top. How mad did they start to get when there was a third game every time? And that's up top. Why are all those games up top? Nobody liked those concepts when they came out. Okay, I, I not don't nobody, understand right? the people that are mad that want to pay $60 for a third game when this is half the price and you're getting two expansions. And it's exactly what Ultra Sun and Moon should have been. And you don't have to put in another freaking cart. Like, it's yeah. all in the same game. I don't, yeah. know. I don't know what people I don't want. understand it. Nobody knows what they want. They're just mad about this this expansion at this time, or this generation at this time. Yeah. And they're venting. And they're going to be mad about any announcement about it until they see that what they want has happened, or the game's been changed in the way they want, and they become happy with it. And then they will have no problem with what they say about this generation. It's Reggie, uh, Reggie said it the best. He was saying that everybody always moans and complains every time Nintendo does something, and then they get it in their hands and they stop complaining. So I'm just going to well, ignore not it. Not every time. Then, uh, just about. I Wii mean, everybody. Music. What's that? Wii Music. Ooh. I don't actually know what Wii Music is. It was Robbie a bad drums. game. <laughs> it was a bad game. Nintendo Land. I liked Nintendo uh, Land. Yeah, it was a good concept. Oh, <laughs> shush. But Anyways. The people, that were, the people that were angry on the Facebook post of that article that we're going to talk about later, I was just like, wow, the salt in this room. <laughs> All these flavors, and you choose to be salty. <laughs> All right, so we'll we'll get to our editorial content, but before that, we have to release the Kraken into Surge 2. So if you are interested in checking out the new The Kraken DLC for the Surge 2, you will be able to do so on PS4, Xbox One, and PC starting this week, January 16th. Um, you should check out Pascal's review of the game. It's a mechanical it. Kraken, yeah. right? this is all robots oh it looks like you go around a suburb this time or is that just that's surge two okay surge two is we're out of the building Uh oh that's not good and there's a dead girl okay that will make sense to people who have played surge okay then i hope we have a special content up the 2020 most anticipated games feature you can go see what people chose as our most anticipated games of the year. Um, do we want to read them or no? No. Just go check it out and comment on it. We have so many reviews that came out in the last three weeks. Oh, like what? Um, Shenmue 3 review. Ooh. Monster Hunter World. Any, wait, wait. Is Shenmue 3 any good? No. Three and a half out of five we gave it. That's as good as Pokemon, Anna. <laughs> yeah. It also says good. Monster Hunter World. Good. Yeah, it, it says it's good. good. Monster it says Hunter good. World Iceborne review. Oh, uh, for PC? Or just of the original? Iceborne. No, original. Okay. PS4. Phil just PS4. takes a while to get to it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stygian. Oh, Reign of the hold Old on, Ones hold on, review. Hold on. What was that, Alex? Yeah, well, he plays like 200 hours before he actually got around to writing it. <laughs> Fair enough. But that, it's like Phil. It's like getting to write stuff. It's... All right, what's this Stygian game, Anna? This looks weird. Okay, 
three out of five, it looks like. Horror it's RPG. It's a horror RPG. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Not for you. Nope. Cthulhu Saves Christmas. But it's Lovecrafty. Hey, you didn't write this review, Anna? Um, I'm in the game, and I helped QA it. So I probably shouldn't write that review. No. no. Okay. Yeah, if, she, like if she'd have tried, I would have just said no anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Six out of ten. Goodbye. Alex would have uh, laid the ban hammer. <laughs> this is why Alex has editorial purview over the site. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because Chris wants me to four out of five at work, I and then um, and then uh, four out of five is what um, who gave it this Matt Messam. Yeah, that's Platy M three. Oh, that's Platinum. All right, and then um, Hero Land. Yeah. What? No, you don't want to talk more about? Okay, fine. Hero Land. You wrote this one. I did. Ah, you're not in this game. No. <laughs> you played this game for forever. No. I had to watch you play this hours. game so much. It, it felt like less longer. than two weeks. Okay. Three and a half uh, hours. Blaze Driver review. What? Bla- no, wait. Blazer Driver. Blazer Driver. Like lasers, but blaze. Is this some sort of anime that I don't know about? This is a. This what is, is this? this? I think yes. it's Japanese game. only, right? This is an old game. Oh, no, isn't it? oh, no it was manga, not anime. Yeah, it's Japanese only. 2008? Yeah. An old game. Thank you. So this must yeah, be this Michael was a Baker. DS game. Yep, Michael Baker. Yep. All right. Um, Legend of Heroes, Trails in the Sky, the third review. Kelly! Hey, Hey, my debut review. You found the bug of legends. (laughs) What? One of the screenshots. Oh, okay. Um, We have an Everreach Project Eden review. I'm sorry, Alex. Why do you get all the crap games? Oh, Alex. I I chose to play it. I like I like it's consistently two out of five in every single aspect. It's two out of five. Well, some some of these are slightly higher two out of five. The story is a slightly higher two out of five. Two point one out of five. Um, I, mean, I, I I complain, but it's one of those bad games that I don't mind so much because oh, it's at least a short bad game and doesn't stop me completing it. <laughs> so. Um, and then we had an adventure corner, Steinscape, my darlings embrace. Did you like it? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty fun, but you have to like Steins Gate first. Is this is this just a fan thing? Fan uh, service. Not quite, but it's sort of. Yes. He's getting okay. there. It's um, an official thing, but yeah, it's, it's definitely a fan expansion. Sam wrote an impression for Dorymon Story of Seasons. Not a review at this point. No, she okay. didn't finish the game. Okay. Um, we had a catch up. What you planned for November and December of 2019? Yeah. And then we had (laughs) we had two editorial pieces that blew up our Facebook. People were so happy about this. (laughs) There was a lot of swearing involved in two of these. More salt. Um, So Gaijin uh, did an editorial about what it will take for him to give the Metal Max remake a passing grade. Um, (laughs) So the older Metal Max. There are no replies on Metal Metal Max Zeno. Metal Max Zeno remake. Yeah. Yes. So, the Zeno is, the Zeno is important because the old Metal Max games he really likes. Yeah, and then they started like this modern line in the last two or three he's really disliked. Well, no, it's just, I think it's just Zeno. Well, actually, you might not like five, whatever it was, but yeah, Zeno's the one that deservedly gets panned. Yes. So, um, yeah, we, we got some pretty strong words Where about that on our Facebook. Words? Facebook. Facebook, right. Why Facebook? What's going know. on? Facebook? And then we put out an editorial called "Should Pokemon Become a Games as a Service Franchise?" Uh, yes, please. 
<laughs> and like Twitter got some <laughs> tame replies and Facebook got a lot of F bombs. What? <laughs> Okay. People are very angry People, at the mere what concept. What do they want? Chris. What do they want? They want to get free content forever, but they don't want to pay for it. And they want new games, and they want separate games, but they don't want separate games. And they want DLC, but not DLC, especially not if you have to pay for the DLC. Also, all the Pokemon have to be in there. But oh my gosh, where are the new Pokemon? Ah! Pokemon fans are a little fickle. You think? Uh, I mean, some some of that is the gen is a general gamer reaction to anyone daring to suggest games as a service is a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> People, I guess we've decided I MMOs mean, are bad. I don't know. Well, yeah, I was gonna well, say, it, how did these? Yeah. Sorry, how... If you rephrased it, do you want a Pokemon MMO? People would be like, yes. yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like it's more or less the same thing. I mean, how do people feel about WoW? That's how it's been with WoW for the past ten years. Yep. Yeah, I think it's just that phrasing. People yeah, that... Uh, not like. <laughs> All right, and then we got uh, briefs. Uh, briefs? Wizardry, Labyrinth of Lost Souls. Ooh, is this one fantasy is or sci-fi? Finally... No, this is, oh, the, this is the WRPG that's made in JRPG land. What? Yeah, so Wizardry is a Western RPG series that yes. Japan decided to just adopt, yeah. and they didn't change the style of it, so it's a Western RPG developed in Japan. And it was supposed to be out last year. It hit some licensing shenanigans. Um, now it's coming out to PC via Steam uh, this week, January 15th. Okay. Um, Smoke and Sacrifice had a physical um, edition announced for the Switch. Um, it is available for pre-order now from the Super Rare Games online store that started January 9th. Um cool. Vampire's Fall Origins is coming to PC. This was originally an iOS game. Yes, this was an iOS and Android game. The PC version uh, comes they're out January thirty first. Straight up using the Diablo font in this game, <laughs> but it's like a side scrolling. What is this game? Yeah, you run around isometrically. You equip yourself, and then you have tactical side scrolling bat. What is? Open world RPG with turn-based combat. The I... PC version is going to have updated visuals, new controls, what? new balancing, and controller and achievement support. Is that support. any good? I don't know. All right. You can play when it comes out. This is your bag. Right. Uh, Neo it? 2. I don't know what it is. Can you not copyright font? Is that <laughs> no. not a thing? <laughs> yes, you can. Oh, can you? We had to pay. Well, we were supposed to everyone's supposed to not many do we pay a license fee to use the morpheus font in the rp gamer logo oh okay i'll let you know but yes you can and adobe will remind you of that if you try to use some of their fonts anyway, um, it depends so on the font yeah I guess so. team ninja put out um some feedback that they received during the open beta for neo 2 um it has all sorts of things that they're going to be um, adding, changing, I don't know. I don't believe any of this feedback because it's not phrased like this sucks. You guys don't know what you're doing. Only an idiot would design this fightless way. Anyways, Neo Two comes totally out March sanitized. 13th. <laughs> um, Yakuza Like a Dragon introduced dungeons. You should check out the story for that. What? Um, yeah, why check out the story. A, why is there a robot? Mm -hmm. uh, this is coming west in 2020. Oh, I want this game. Exit the Gungeon. Yep. Which is the um, Apple Arcade exclusive um, spin-off to enter the Gungeon is coming to both PC and consoles. Okay. 
So do they have dates at this point? Uh, no, early, early 2020. 2020. Early 2020. Um, and then Broken <laughs> Lines. What's this one? Um, which is a... Uh, World War One TRPG? No, well, it's an alternative history World War Two. It's another Operation Darkness. Oh, so like XCOM but World War Two alternate history or what yeah, is this? yeah. So, so this is coming out Q1 2020 for both PC and Nintendo Switch. All right. Okay. Are there zombies in this game? There might be. Okay. Mm, we have to do our question thing. of the week. No? Okay. Well, What's the question? Um, I think it should be anticipated games. Okay. What's your most anticipated 2020 game? If you'd like to submit feedback, podcast.rpgamer.com, call or text us at 608-729-4098, or you can also just leave a comment in the show thread. It all works. Uh- I answered this question for another podcast with a really stupid video that I need to share. Okay, you should do that. But it's it's a very visual video, so. All right. If your answer is if your answer is an Animal Crossing, it's wrong. Ah. Uh, it it might be Animal Crossing. Uh, don't worry, Animal Crossing will get delayed again. I bet. No, stop <laughs> it. All right, we have some new releases coming up on January 14th. It looks like we've got Atelier Esca and Logi, Alchemist of the Dusk Sky on PC, PS4, and Switch, as well as Atelier Shali, Alchemist of the Dusk Sea, and Atelier Aisha, Alchemic, Alchemist of Dusk, just the Alchemist of Dusk at that point. Okay, whatever. And then... Um, yeah, Orange that should have been first. PC. Yeah, I guess it goes in reverse order, but whatever. That whole trilogy is coming. Isn't that the bad trilogy? Oh, that one's good. Yeah, it's the less, less well-liked than the um, Arlen trilogy. But better than the Mysterious but, trilogy. Yes. Okay, got it. Um, Wizardry, Labyrinth of Lost Souls. We mentioned that earlier. That's January 15th. Oh, That'll be out. You missed Orange Blood. <laughs> I said Orange Blood. You missed did it. Did you? I did. It's, uh, that's a, I is apologize. that an RPG? It's yeah, enough, sort right? of. Okay, cool. Wizardry, Labyrinth of Lost Souls on the 15th. Orange Blood on the 14th. The Alliance Alive on PC on the 16th. Obviously, it's already been available elsewhere. January 17th sees Tokyo Mirage Sessions Sharp FE finally hitting the Switch. Anna is very excited for that. And Dragon Ball Z Kakarot for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. That's not an RPG. I am very excited for that. That's not an RPG. I should play that. It is. Yeah, it's... It's a, what do you mean it's an RPG? Is it I can really? level up. Okay. All right, I'm 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 convinced. There's a trailer that shows all the leveling up stuff. <laughs> it shows some leveling up, therefore RPG. I will, also, I will God of War, now RPG. <laughs> Look, there's a season pass I can buy. See? Well, then, the second tag, RPG. It's an RPG. You go over 9,000 levels, so, yeah, RPG. All right. That's fine. You get to fish in this game. Yeah, the Steam face says it's more RPG than anime. Okay. <laughs> Does it really? Well, it came up before on the list. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> uh, righty. Oh, who's this character? I don't recognize them. New character designed just for training. Oh, neat. Looks like a Ginsu. Also, if you've members. pre-ordered, uh, at some point in time, Amazon dropped it down ten bucks, so it's already ten dollars cheaper. 
pre-ordered what? Dragon Ball Z. Z. Oh, I see. Yeah, my buddy sent it to me, and he's like, "If you haven't bought it yet, it's it's ten dollars cheaper." I'm like, "I get the uh, the pre-order price guarantee, my friend. I'm good." So yeah, it's only fifty bucks right now. If you get the deluxe edition or the ultimate edition, you get um, a new story arc and two original story episodes. Which, yeah, I it's. Means, I think it's an exclusive right. deal with Xbox. Okay. Um, and you. It's on PC too, it looks like. Oh really? Yeah. Because I'm on the Steam page where I'm seeing that. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I haven't looked at the PC one. I was just looking through uh, the store on Amazon, and it looked like it was an exclusive um, deal with with Xbox, and it'll probably come out later. You know, after whatever the embargo is. Exclusivity, not embargo. Sorry. Ah, that's fine. All right, so there's your Kakaroto. Um, and with that, that's the end of the show. Thank you, all of you, for being on today. Thank you, Anna Marie, who's in the other room. Kelly Ryan. Alice Wilkinson. Peter Thomas. Alex mm-hmm. Fuller. And you, dear listening listener for listening i'd like to ask everyone that what they're going to play this week now that you know what all the new releases are pete are you playing dragon ball z kakarot yeah probably um i'll probably take a small break from the stuff that i'm working on and and pop it in just because i'm morbidly curious i think this is going to be the best the best dbz action adventure rpg game all time I, I don't think that's a very high bar that they need to clear. It's not. No. That's the worst part. So it's like you really don't have to do much, guys. Just <laughs> just cross that bridge and we're there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Kelly, what are you playing this week? I am going to be leveling a Volpera and WoW, but I'm not sure what class I want to do. Okay. Um, I'm, th- I'm thinking sh- um, Resto Shaman. Resto Shaman. All right. And uh, Alex, you playing anything? I'll pick up Tokyo Sessions. TMS, all right. Yep. Anna, what are you playing? She doesn't know. What are your options? Too many, she said. Name one. What? Brave New World. Okay, that's what she was playing last week. Okay. <laughs> I think she'll play Tokyo Mirage Sessions personally, but we'll see. Um, I am going to play, I think, some first-person shooters. <laughs> I know it's off-brand, and I apologize for that. But I got a new PC, and I need something that shows off graphics. So that's what I think I'm going to mess with. Play Viscera Cleanup Detail. I don't want to. It's a little gross. I don't want to clean up. That's what makes it fun. Is it? What about Borderlands? No, thanks. <laughs> no, thank you. I'll pass. And I know that's the thing. Like, this is going to run Borderlands better than my old PC, but, like, don't care. I'll probably play Control and Metro. Those are the two I was looking at. And Doom. Those are the three I was looking at. And the new Monster Hunter. Those are the four I was looking at. So, as you can tell, I'm already doing what I always do. So, I don't know what I'm going to (sighs) do. All right, who did I skip? Kelly? Did we say what you're playing? No, you got me. Okay. Volpera. And we got Alex, right? Yeah. 
Okay. Alice, Alice is gone. So and Alice is gone. There's only five of us. Okay. Cool. Thank you, everybody. Uh, we'll see you next week with uh, more news, hopefully more news. And uh, couldn't be hard. Couldn't be much less news than we've been having lately. It's that time of year. And uh, we'll see if uh, Dragon Ball Z held up to the hype. All right. Catch you next week. Till then, bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.